Hey, this is Cole here to remind you that our charity live stream event is coming up. That's right. Duckstream 2015 is going to be taking place uh, the weekend that begins Friday, November the 20th, my birthday, and uh, extends through to Sunday, November the 22nd. We are playing games for about 48 hours to benefit the Transactive Gender Center in um, Portland, Oregon. Uh, we have some cool rewards and perks uh, set up and in the making, and uh, we're super excited to do this cool thing again. The schedule is still coming together, so go to duckfeed.tv slash duckstream to watch for updates as uh, they come together. So yeah, that is duckfeed.tv slash duckstream, and thank you. I think you are right. It might be just as well for you to disappear from Casablanca. I might be induced to arrange for your passage. I could use a trip, but it doesn't make any difference about our bet. You still owe me 10,000 francs. 10,000 francs should pay our expenses. Our expenses? Uh-huh. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Nah. I'm a little worried about Ilsa. She seems to be taking Rick's departure very hard indeed. Don't play that one in Play the other one. Play the other one. Then play it again, Sam. For eternity. Do you see how fucking stupid that is? I know, right? It is so stupid. What were they thinking? My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast. And this week we are talking about System Shock 2, which is a first-person survival horror game developed by Irrational Games and Looking Glass Studios and published by Electronic Arts for the PC in 1999. Yeah, it's technically our uh, Halloween episode. Yeah. Even if it's coming out oh. kind of significantly after Halloween. <laughs> Gary, we should have done our spooky names. Yeah, we, we probably... Okay, uh, this is uh, Gory Battlefield. There was a cold here, but he's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. there, There's nothing spookier than the extra sode for, for, for uh, Blaster Master, <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah, so System Shock 2. Um, this is a weird kind of hybrid game. Um, in, in the moment, it uh, looks like an FPS, and it looks like an FPS of the era, where you are killing monsters and cyborgs and turrets and the like with guns and psi powers and, and melee weapons. So if you're just glancing at it, you'd think that you're playing a bad kind of Doom clone. Yeah, but this is a Deus Ex-ass Deus Ex game, except without dialogue. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a it's it's a shock. It's the spiritual predecessor to Bioshock. Yeah, you know, it, it's a shock game. Mm-hmm. So shocking so yeah you are kind of hacking around and trying to get around this ship uh multiple ships actually too many ships (laughs) too many ships yeah (laughs) yep um in order to uh uh, kind of thwart this ai this shodan although that is the worst kept secret in any game (laughs) she's on the cover i know it's still a good twist like it somehow manages to still work yep um, and we'll talk about that at like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it is not, um, I mean, it's, I, I, it's still regarded as like a, as like the biggest twist. Yeah. There's, there's no, no spoiler warning for this because it's not, it's how it articulates. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah. So you're hacking, you know, since it's a shock game, you're hacking things. Um, there are RPG elements. You have this, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of control over your stats and upgrades your character progression through this currency called cyber modules. Mm-hmm. They look kind of like little flashcards. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like yeah, little flashcards or little like uh, novelty USB drives. Yeah, it just it just plugs into your uh, in, into your chest vagina like in uh, like in Videodrome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just the it's like the, uh, the the soldier, which is your character here. It's like you just went through a, a trade show and just got everyone's <laughs> unique, uh, you know, five hundred and twelve megabyte flashcards. Ooh, a five hundred twelve megabyte with a two megabyte resume file on it. Custom Ooh. fonts. Yeah, rock on. Yes, indeed. Yoink. <laughs> but yeah you have this control um over kind of these stats but you also have these perks uh in a fallout like system where you're putting in these operating system modules that can give you like special attack variants or uh increase your movement speed etc yeah and these are really limited oh yeah like there are there are four of them you get two of them and then wait a really long time <laughs> most of the so, game most of the game and then you get the last two so don't count on these but mm. they're kind of cool and they kind of determine your build yeah a little bit um or they they enhance your build mm-hmm. um different enemies are weak against different types of ammo uh or different weapons so mm-hmm. there's this kind of uh, rock paper scissors thing going on with ammo types yeah um and the idea of that is that like oh you know you are conserving these resources as you go along and you have to panicked in a panicked fashion try and find the right ammo for the job or else you're going to be doing things very inefficiently yeah the game doesn't pause when you're doing this stuff which is a, a choice i really like like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about you know, choices that are good and choices that are bad in System Shock yeah. at length over the next, like, two <laughs> hours and 15 minutes. But that is, that's one of them I think is really good. Yeah. I, I had some some amazing moments running away from things frantically trying to change ammo. <laughs> that, yeah, that or uh, I was very relieved when I found the hotkey. This is a oh, PC-ass sure. game. And uh, yeah. um, the best cheat codes you can get, aside from the ones on the console, are just looking at the uh, control sheet. <laughs> yeah, I, I never ended up doing that and just mm-hmm. had this, like, running away from things mm-hmm. feeling that. Felt like it emulated, you know, scrambling for ammo. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say, like, I mean, it would have been easier to use hotkeys in there right in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say, I'm, you know, oh, it... alpha gamer number one <laughs> for not doing that or anything. <laughs> Mouse Beta boys use hotkeys. What, what a weird <laughs> ad that would be. Like, who's who's that for and against, and who's it against? Like, PC Gamer 1998. You know, Beta, Beta boys use hotkeys. It's like our centerfold. <laughs> See the Ooh. hottest beta boys using the hottest functions. Ooh, control S. Yeah. Control Z. Control Z. Control Z. Yeah. <laughs> control X, X, X. Oh, the yeah. Um, <laughs> the gates are open. <laughs> there's, a, oh, there's, a, there's a research section, too. So if you, if you mm-hmm. think about um, Bioshock and how it had the camera section, there's kind of a precursor to that mm-hmm. where enemies drop organs that you uh, place in a little 
I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, like, I think you just hold them. There's yeah, no, there's no apparatus. And, and concentrate on, well, there is because you have to put the, the chemical on something. I guess it's well, your, your, no, you're your just pouring them over your hand. You're pulling, yeah. you're pouring some nice Californium over your, over, <laughs> yeah. over a liver in your hands. Yeah. It's like a red hot chili pepper song. Yep. <laughs> Californium. That's yeah. a different band. I guess that is a different yeah. band. It, they should, they should cover that though. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they've been covering it for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, I, I like this research stuff. This is this is kind of kind of neat. I think it, it's a be, cool idea be, because, because it also gives you uh, it gives you information about these monsters. So they're uh, uh, like everything here is in logs, right? Yeah, <laughs> Either... I, I like that part of it a lot. I wish mm-hmm. there there weren't as thoughtful as I want them to be about uh, conserving backtracking when it comes to the chemical, like the reagents you need. Yeah, to do researching, there there are a couple of like really frustrating parts where it's like well, i don't mm-hmm. i just don't want to go back to another deck to research this. no i don't want to like i know it's the loading times are super short because it's 2015 but yeah it, well it just doesn't matter like i just <laughs> yeah. don't want like the the game does not do a good job of uh minimizing the amount of backtracking you do in general which, which I'm is not, i'm not willing to add elective backtracking onto it <laughs> which is funny because it's all arranged around this elevator <laughs> yeah 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 Huh. And, and there's ways you can do it. I never really did this, but I've read people online, like, use those elevators as kind of a, a safe room. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, carry all the chemicals to the elevator yeah. and just have this elevator full of chemicals. I just didn't do that. Um, that maybe would have been smart, but I just didn't feel like yeah. clearing out my, you know, cleaning out the fridge <laughs> to make room to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so in general, uh, that is less successful than the photography, but it is still a nice touch, at least for yeah. the lore. Um, I prefer I prefer it to the nothing that they add in Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Um, so the, your weapons need to be maintained, upgraded, and repaired in a very unwelcome uh, nod toward realism. I don't even know if it's a nod toward realism because it, it's so extreme. Mm-hmm. Like I like to believe that I could shoot a gun ten times and not have it, you know, fall apart in the <laughs> future at least. Gary, it's space. Yeah, like well, you don't exactly. know what that does to gunmetal. I, I guess that's true. Like they're tiny ants. <laughs> yeah, like you know, just like screwing up the the gumming up the works or yeah. something. Na- nanites, come on. Yeah, it's probably nanites. That's great goo. The, the uh, but yeah, your your weapons degrade incredibly quickly, mm-hmm. um, which again is a it's 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 in service of horror. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is one of all of the like the things that make this because it's a very difficult game. Mm-hmm. It's one of the harder games we've done for the show. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So so. <laughs> All those things are in, you know, are in service of this horror, which I like in theory, but it just ends up making it like, you know, this is one of the first mods that came out for the game where modding the weapon durability to just make it chill out a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to get rid of it completely. No, because there are awesome moments where you're, <laughs> there are awesome yeah. moments where you're firing desperately at something lumbering toward you and then you get that. Yeah. Your gun jams. It's a great yeah. sound effect. It's super cool. <laughs> it just happens a lot. Yeah. 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 And it like it just I'm already expending a resource when I shoot and that resource is already uh, pretty scarce. Really scarce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah. Incredibly scarce. So this does I mean, this is as far as like a, a survival horror economy. Mm-hmm. This is one of the tightest. Yes, this I is think. this is tighter. And I would even say more poorly balanced than even like Resident Evil one. Yeah, I think that like you know resident evil games for as much as people kind of give them shit for having it be a walking armory at the end of them there's a curve mm-hmm. you know where like you start out scrimping and saving and then as you start to turn the tides that kind of coincides with your knowledge of the space 
and your confidence to kind of make it so you feel like you're progressing. So horror is, you know, a lot of disempowerment, right? But like, it kind of still needs to be a game. With this, for as much as you have a progression, there was never a point where I felt like I was actually doing any better. No, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's really harsh the entire time. And the thing about the Resident Evil survival horror uh, ammo economy is that uh, you, you're that walking armory at the end, but I almost always end up needing a lot of that yeah. stuff. <laughs> like the end bosses are made to be these gigantic bullet sponges, mm-hmm. you know, so that's where your 12 rounds of magnum ammo goes. But if you don't have that, like you realistically use mm-hmm. 24 shotgun shells yeah. and, 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 you know, 12 grenades against the, the end boss. Like there, this doesn't really have that. Um, so luckily, like it'd be worse if it did, mm-hmm. if you got to the end boss and there's just like, well, you need all this ammo you don't have, but it's just, <laughs> it's, you're always desperate for it, which I kind of, again, I kind of dug mm-hmm. like the, the, the watchword for this game for me, or like the, the repeating theme is going to be like, I kind of like this, like yep. I'm on half minds on almost every decision in this game, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, ammo is, is just so scarce the entire game. And that's again, just contrasting with resident evil is that there are respawning enemies in this game, mm-hmm. uh, which is something also that people mod out. And I, that I don't think you should mod out. No. Um, because like it, this lack of feeling of safety is really important in this game. Yeah. But like in, in resident evil things, other than very specific, you know, kind of crimson heads and these story beats, mm-hmm. things don't respawn. So you can, you can kill everything. Here you have like what feels like a very limited amount of ammo for the entire game, mm-hmm. and and you know an unlimited number of enemies. Um, so it just it, it, that's what keeps it so harsh the entire yeah. time. It's a it's a race against the clock. Yeah. And like you could say, well, if it's if it's infinitely respawning, why don't you just farm or grind? First off, fuck you. Second yeah. off, you don't really <laughs> get anything from doing that. Like, no, the, the, no. like the, there there is a definite attrition here down to the point where this game might as well be on a time limit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> because like, doing it, anything aside from walking out of a out of a closet puts you in danger of uh, uh, losing some kind of resource. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so this is a scary game. No, it's, it's really scary. I, I don't know if it's as, if it's as scary as people let, like made it out to be, but I, I I find it really scary. Okay, I find this game scary. There's a couple like different tricks that I think kind of add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, one that you know that lack of security. Yeah. Um, you know, which is continuous. Like people, I'll be in a chemical room just waiting for things, and a guy will come in and you know mm-hmm. yell in my ear. Um, but part <laughs> oh, of it I'm is sorry. Yeah, I, the, well, the things they yell are so good. Yep. Um, and that that's true of all the shock games too. Mm-hmm. So that's something they kept, and we we talked about that in the Bioshock episode too. But um, one of the things is it feels like it's like half technical limitation and half mm-hmm. like really deft audio design, is that the volumes that people uh will will speak at are quantized in a really harsh way where it feels like there are three volumes. Mm-hmm. So you don't get a sense really of how far anything is away from you. Yeah. Like something can sound right next to you and be <laughs> two rooms over. Like they're yep. not damaged by walls. So you're just – you never know where that thing is. It mm-hmm. doesn't give you that like, oh, this is muffled in another room. I'm probably fine yeah. to go through here. Like you just literally never know when something's going to pop out. You just know uh, it's there. You just know something's there in the room with you, mm-hmm. you know, or it w- might as well be in the room with you. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a really cool that contributed tons for me. And like, yeah, I couldn't I like I couldn't play this game with headphones. Like it freaked mm-hmm. me out too much. Um, they dial that back a lot in the end game. Oh, yeah. like the end game gets significantly less scary um, just because of those environments that you're in. Mm-hmm. But those first like couple hours, I think, are really pretty great kind of uh, terror mm-hmm. fiction. Yeah. Um, you know, and our, our work really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, 
like that 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 works for me. I like understanding like okay the the, the audio and uh, um, stuff kind of jumping up behind you. There like there were definitely lots of times where I thought I was safe, and then nope, I'm I'm mm-hmm. done right. Uh, just because that that quantization um, obfuscates it. I, I don't know if it's just because like I'm coming to this from like later stuff. I felt like I felt more intrigued by the ideas in mm. this as like oh that's fucked up okay cool then i was kind of like Ugh, you know jolted yeah. by the by, by the actual experience like aside from like you know after a while the privation just becomes annoyance mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. like it, it ceases to be like they're doing a really good job of making me feel on edge like i don't I, when resident evil 4 exists it's hard for me to respond to like something that is not as good as maintaining attention with my resources as that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not you know it. You have to give it some of like viewing it for the time. Yep. Oh, definitely. Stuff like definitely. That's, you know, and the ideas are really scary. Mm-hmm. And the the little individual micro stories you get through audio logs and the stuff are mm-hmm. great. You know, are are really cool, and some of them are genuinely unnerving. You know, and that that actually gets ramped up in the end game. Yeah. When you get to the last third of the game, the audio logs you start reading are more horrific, <laughs> um, or listening to rather. Yeah. So it, it is a mixed bag as far as far as everything goes, I think. But like, including the horror, but I do think it's a scary game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, death is treated pretty weird in mm-hmm. this. Um, so if you can find a quantum replicator um, on the deck, these are your your Vita chambers, or sorry, your Vita chambers, your PlayStation Vita chambers, where you go to play some <laughs> Danganronpa. Um, mm-hmm. You'll respond there. Otherwise, you have to restore uh, from a save. Yeah, yeah. And these are placed in a really odd place. Wait, wait. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a modern game, these would be near the beginning of the deck. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you go to the deck, you get this little safe zone with your, your respawn thing. But sometimes these are buried pretty deep within. Mm-hmm. Um, and some... There, it's. I mean, I think they're on almost every deck, but some of them are a downright like Easter egg hunt to find, <laughs> especially the end of the game when the challenge really ramps up. Like getting, you know, when you get to the final deck of the game, finding the uh, or on the on the on the second ship, mm-hmm. um, finding the the actual the replicator mm-hmm. is really tough. Yeah, and it's like I get that, like it adds to challenge, but it's obnoxious because it means up until this point, like one, it just means why don't I just reload my save all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like if that's going to be an option. Yeah, it was (laughs) what I did too. Like I never allowed myself to be replicated. I liked the idea, but they, Mm -hmm. you know, they could have made it like, oh, you can't quick save, but we put these replicators in reasonable places. Or you have a standard PC saving thing. Mm -hmm. But both, they kind of don't work together very well. Uh, So so what it feels like is they're almost always in a place where there's like a clinic. So most of the decks have like a crew area and a lot of them have uh like like a like a medical kind of yeah, kind, a kind, kind, kind of place. Yeah, like a like a med bay. And they're almost always there, but those are not always right next to the elevator or where no. you get or where you can and, get it. And they're not willing to like make it like a this is an objectivist dystopia. There are all these machines everywhere because life is meaningless. So so in a way, uh that makes sense because the uh the decks are laid out in a logical fashion. Mm-hmm. And like that's one of the things this game gets a lot of credit for, and I'll give it credit for too, is that it uh this feels like a real place mm-hmm. you know but in again similar to the weapon thing like it's it has this nod towards verisimilitude but it also has to be a game <laughs> and in being a video game like i wanted to see more frequent if they wanted me to use quantum replicators i needed more of them yeah you know losing progress in this game is is not fun especially with all the backtracking you have to do yeah um so i wasn't willing to just lose progress mm-hmm like that so i you know ended up saving fairly frequently i wasn't again it wasn't the ultimate super quick save spam but <laughs> if i accomplished a goal i saved the game yeah the uh the, the the doom strategy of if you're reloading you're saving 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe not even quite that extreme, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, every few rooms I would do it if yeah. I if I made some progress or got something. And it's also, again, these being real places, um, some of the layouts are really complicated mm-hmm. and uh, and feel difficult to kind of keep track of. So I didn't want to have to, um, you know, I couldn't always rely on myself to memorize like a pathway. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a much more complicated map than, say, a Resident Evil or even a Bioshock, which the way Bioshock handles that is by kind of sequestering you into these smaller zones, mm-hmm. you know. So it was interesting going through the series backwards and kind of learning all, seeing all the things that I saw them to kind of do better in later games. Yeah. And then also it works, you know, but like things that, you know, better in later games. And that's one of them. Yeah. There's a specific kind of person who's really going to take us to task for liking Bioshock more than System Shock 2, I think. I, th- I think that's true, too. And yeah. there are things that I like a lot more about System Shock 2. Yeah. Like there are things that I think are, are I mean, it's, it's, it has some Deus Ex elements, which mm-hmm. I really love, you know. Um, and I, and I, in the end, it sounds like I'm really down on this game. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I'm really glad I played it. Yeah. Um, it's just... Again, like I just, I can't feel like many choices in it were an unqualified success. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but money is one of those things too, mm-hmm. um, where you, uh, there's this kind of uh, economy where you get, get these nanite things and you can make things at replicators. Um, again, you can like hack the replicator to get discounts and stuff. <laughs> but again, this is one of those things where every replicator for some reason has a, a limit of four items mm-hmm. so like you'd be you know in a really hard section of the game and go to the replicator and it would have <laughs> juice juice it, cigarettes like yeah like a juice um you know uh like give me a damn healing kit like why doesn't every replicator have healing kits <laughs> yep that's that's an insane decision <laughs> you know um rat, like armor rat hypos pierce. there are like three ray ra- ra- uh radioactive areas in the game yeah, yeah. Uh, juice rad hypo um you know uh, 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 like ammo for a weapon that I don't happen to be using, <laughs> you know, and then and then a, a speed speed tonic or something yep. like that. And it's well, I just mm-hmm. come on. And then you I, on. you either find these caches of fifty to a hundred nanites, or mm-hmm. you're just picking up pocket change off of the zombies that you're killing. Yeah, or almost none. Like at some point, it becomes not really worth checking bodies. Yeah. After after you kill them, because you know I don't need their cans of coke. Uh, <laughs> Or their bottles of liquor. That they're yeah, they're, they're liquor. If they have a shotgun, they have liquor. Like space, <laughs> space, sons of the soil, sons, <laughs> sons of the soul. Um. Uh, so, if there's anything about this game that is, I, th- I think, an unqualified success, it is, it is Shodan. And oh, Shodan's there, amazing. Th- there's been a bunch of, you know, people have said a lot of very smart things about about Shodan. Like she is the precursor to Glados in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, and you know, Ken Levine kind of broke some ground with this by saying like yeah players are too trusting what if we just fucked with you and made the person giving you orders untrustworthy the quote is something like we it's we there are games right now where the character is betrayed but what about one where the player is betrayed yeah and that's rad Mm -hmm. like that's great and it works really well in this game Mm -hmm. like shodan is a total scene stealer and anytime she's saying anything or doing something Mm -hmm. you know other than just like you know well, well, well done. Here are some 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 cyber modules. You know, which, which is actually yeah. yeah. Whenever she's actually giving you direction or mm-hmm. pontificating, it's great. Mm-hmm. And as much as the the twist is not a twist, as we mentioned, the actual like the articulation of how the twist comes about is mm-hmm. really cool. So like that scene, I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene yeah. is great, and then the the the, the whole kind of like. Mm, let's let's say uh, uh, everything but the last quarter of the game is is you dealing with this 
person in your ear who is just utterly antagonistic toward you and people are saying yeah. i just knew she was going to betray me i just knew she was going to be well yes because she's calling you vermin and talking about ascending to godhood As, and and <laughs> yeah and and the the foreshadowing is really good for that mm-hmm. and it makes you feel more alone where it's like you're not like there's 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 being alone mm-hmm. but then there's being alone with one person who has utter contempt for you mm-hmm that is somehow worse in this situation yeah. because like it's so alien of a of an experience <laughs> and like it's you're you're less than alone mm-hmm. you know or yeah. more than alone or however you want to put it like it is yeah. is loneliness plus it's it's yeah. suffocating you're stuck between a force of nature and something that is diabolically plotting to undo yeah. reality like and, there's and that and that's the theming of the game too mm-hmm. like with these you know these different independent systems which is something the shock games you know try to do up until infinite where they decide nope but like <laughs> you know they're they having these uh these different systems work against each other mm-hmm. um and that that's kind of and this is you know one of the better articulations of that not mm-hmm. mechanically mind you <laughs> it is one of the worst implementations of that mechanically but thematically <laughs> it's really strong yeah um and just her characters like the like the the, the audio mixing on her too like that really stutter good. step that she does and like uh but both her and the many do this but like you'll hear just this tiny little voice that goes i'm going to kill you. and then like the another like another one layers in over top of it but you're getting yeah. like this little subliminal thing in front of it yeah. also the fact that she's basically a dominatrix like if she could be stepping on your balls while she's telling you to go f- fix the quantum capacitor then she would do it did, did you not get the mod <laughs> gary i don't open many of the zips you send me yeah. I'm, am i am i crazy like like she's it's no, very no, no. she yeah it's sexy as hell you're not crazy i'm not like, saying it's sexy i'm saying there's, no, it's, there's, it's cool cole it's all right no i get it like i get it turgid i get it fly fly away you boner you're not welcome here not today good night you screaming erect monster um <laughs> No, I, no, I get it. I get it how hot it is. But the, the um, <laughs> yeah. Did you know um that uh, we're, we're not kink shaming? It's just funny. No, no, it's 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 hot. The um <laughs> the the voice of it is uh, there's a band that did a bunch of the voice like a bunch of people involved in the first System Shock were musicians. Hmm. Um, and then the uh, one of the people in the band played Shodan, and it's the same voice actress mm-hmm. in the second one as well so it's oh, like nice. this weird musician of some like weird 80s 80s band um i'll put that in the show notes because i don't have it handy mm-hmm. yeah but uh she played she played shodan in the cd version of the first one in in the in the floppy disc version there was no gender for shodan yeah 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 which which would why would like the floppy disc version <laughs> of this like give give me a break like why you <laughs> well, play this without voice acting no, i mean it's system shock one rather the, oh, the, gotcha. yeah the, this would yeah this the, there, there was only a cd version of this but uh yeah, I yeah. haven't played System Shock One, but I can't imagine that it's it would be served by not having, you know, voice acting. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shodan again, unqualified success. She works, and in my opinion, like I don't want to get to final judgments or anything, but like probably the most successful thing about this game. Yeah, yeah. She she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like like again, there's nothing, and it's 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 better. I mean, they do this. It's so weird to play this after Bioshock because like. That's what happens in Bioshock. Oh, every everything in Bioshock, it, like it, it is. Bioshock is Ocarina of Time to yeah, this. That, what, that's to this link to the past. That's yeah. a really good. That's a, a a great analogy. The um and as much as like Frank Fontaniac number one, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I formed the fan club, but I think Shodan is is stronger than Frank. Fontaine. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like 
So, and and that that pains me to say. Mm-hmm. Well, it, like in in Bioshock. Uh, sorry for anybody who hasn't played Bioshock. If you come into that with knowledge of this, I could imagine thinking Tenenbaum is going to be. Oh yeah. The uh, yeah. so so the fact that you have this kindly Irishman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, who who ends up being frank fontaine um is is a little bit of a subversion right but like i don't know i couldn't imagine going into bioshock without figuring somebody is going to betray you because it's such a good trick yeah yeah, yeah. It, it is really good and i like how it articulates in bioshock as well mm-hmm. like a bioshock has other tricks to play yeah. it's not like you know i come here not to not to bury bioshock uh but it is <laughs> showdown it's just this is a watermark yeah so yeah it is um so this game actually kind of started out a little different then it ended up being um, kind of started as a sci-fi version of Ultima Underworld. And uh, the story was this heart of darkness kind of take where you're dungeon crawling on the ship commanded by this insane captain. Yeah. Uh, but the people who, who ended up making it ended up really liking System Shock and EA got System Shock. Mm-hmm. So this became a sequel. Yeah. Um, I mean, this like a looking glass was involved. Like it was yeah. it, it was always a joint kind of like co- cooperation between looking glass and irrational. And I want to say I read somewhere there were some beefs. Like the, the, oh yeah, they, they, didn't, there yeah was... they didn't get on, they didn't get along very well <laughs> because nobody... I read somewhere there was beefs. <laughs> yes, you read somewhere there was beefs. Um... <laughs> it's like I want to go into a restaurant and say that, like <laughs> just like wearing one shoe and <laughs> like an undone belt and just like, well, like, how can we help you? I read somewhere there was some beefs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was the Hardcore Gaming One Hundred and One article. Like they, <laughs> they were two studios trying to do the same job, and oh, nobody yeah. knew what their responsibility was, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 got to be hard, and like, but it, luckily there are two two cool studios, and it didn't end up making just a disaster. <laughs> oh yeah, which that's what it sounds like that would make is a bad product. <laughs> yeah, so there's a weird kind of like afterlife for this game because for the longest time it was owned by an insurance company. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So Looking Glass Cl- Studios closed, and Star Insurance Company, uh, who I believe still has some stuff in the credits. As like mm-hmm. part of the part of the chain of custody for this, uh, held on to the game for I think mm, somewhere close to like ten years yeah. until this this kind of crazy studio, Night Dive Studios, uh, came in and rescued it. This was the first game that this studio that entirely is dedicated towards like game acquisition and republishing. Like mm-hmm. it's thanks to them that we have like copies of I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream on yeah. digital it's also thanks to them them like bad mojo redux right yeah, yeah yeah which is really cool like that that's that's lovely mm-hmm. because for a long time this was kind of like a white whale mm-hmm. you know like this was hard to get you had to kind of pirate it it was hard to get to run yeah on modern modern systems and then i remember when it came out on on gog it was a, a huge like sorry josh josh i don't listen to that podcast so I don't know. <laughs> yeah I, like yeah <laughs> Um, I think I'm generally in favor of it if it's the one I think it is, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I haven't listened to that episode. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's video the, um, games hot dog. Okay, I love those guys. Yeah, I'm sorry that I don't listen to your show. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, I was in an RV. Yeah. <laughs> <Keep me along. laughs> um, uh, but but it, it is. It was such a big deal when it came out. Like it was just you know this was the game everyone. It was like number one and most requested for like a long time. It was like Arcanum and this, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know they got those, and now it just. People yeah. settling for, you know, <laughs> for bad uh, mojo. Yeah, bad bad mojo and yeah. and and uh, yeah. But it was it was such a big deal mm-hmm. um, to to get this out because it was hard. Yeah. To get. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those mods that we alluded to, the one where it makes Shodan stomp on your balls. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> those uh th- those are kind of out there in waves. I just kind of grabbed a catch all one that was like, here's the mods you should install for System Shock, and I was like, all right, here's the version of the game that I'm going to play. 
Yeah, I, I played whatever GOG is vanilla. Mm. So I did not uh, do any modding for that because I wanted to be able to complain about the things that <laughs> were bad about it. Yeah. Um, you know, just they, again, but I, I knew that you were doing with mods. So I, I again, I'm not saying like, <laughs> don't oh, okay. Mods. Beta boys play with mods. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, I, I had played it before and got, mm-hmm. you know, 40% through the game. Yeah. Um, thinking it was like 80%. Um, <laughs> oh, got like God, 40% no. through the game and uh, was fine. So I was like, I'm probably fine just doing yeah. this vanilla. Mm hmm. And, uh, and was able to do it, but had difficulty. We still had the same problems with the game, though. So yeah, the, I mean, exactly. these modders the, the mods suck. Or... Well, they're fine. They just don't <laughs> fix it. They're trying because yeah. you can't get rid of the. You just end up throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Oh yeah, yeah. like the 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 you know the the mods just reduce the amount of bathwater. They can't get rid of it because <laughs> yeah. that baby is using it as a as a nutrient rich <laughs> substrate yeah, as, as a medium, in order to yes. grow. <laughs> yeah, so, in order to plant its roots down. Yeah, yeah. because you know, the baby is is one of the many. <laughs> Gary, Gary, I think you might be talking about a potato. Yeah, baby, baby taters, <laughs> baby taters. I like yeah. to call them tater tots. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> so, so, as, as we mentioned, this is so similar to the Bioshock series mm-hmm. and similar to Bioshock 2, and then has nothing to do with Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. So, the, the, like, this, like, this is this is the if you want to see like all of the cool weird systems and kind of failing things before they all got shaved off um, in Bioshock Infinite, this is the most pure. Like, this is these are the most of them, mm-hmm. and then each shock game kind of removes things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes to the benefit, as I think we both agree. But uh, yeah, this has them all, so it, it is raw. On spiky and, and cold and mechanical, <laughs> like Shodan herself, mm-hmm. as she stomps so, yeah. down, as she as she just just insect. wails on those balls. Yeah, just a couple of insects in their own little pupa. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Cole cutting in during the edit. I know I don't usually do this. But uh, there's something to say. So in that lead up and throughout most of the game, we kind of ignore the existence of psi powers, basically because we didn't play the game with them. Um, You know, we've read about them and maybe try them out a little bit. But uh, the consensus is that uh, it just gives you another resource to look at. And for as kind of robust as some of those trees are, it doesn't solve a lot of the problems that we uh, have with the game. Um, so if you are angrily composing a letter, uh, we're sorry for that oversight. You know, we only play the game once for the show and we kind of opted for, um, more conventional builds. So just, uh, keep that in mind as we talk about the rest of the game, um, that Psy is not going to get uh, very much representation as we go through. February 3rd is the day the magic happens. The Von Braun, the first starship in history capable of traveling at faster than light speed. Tell us about the plot, Cole. All right. Uh, so, in the year, t- it is the year 2114, and hum- human civilization is still reeling from this incident that happened about 42 years ago, where the Trioptimum Corporation nearly destroyed the Earth by releasing the ethical controls on this AI that was powering the Citadel space station, the uh, showdown we gushed about so much before so this is the events of uh, system shock one where this lone hacker stops the crisis and in in, in the wake of this triop is kind of censured and reduced down to nothing uh while the unn is formed to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again mm-hmm. however in the modern day uh, trioptiman has reorganized and developed uh faster than light drives hastily putting together a ship called the von braun to make the first light speed voyage accompanied by the UNN vessel, the Rickenbacker. Um, our main character is a UNN soldier who's sent along on the mission. 
However, as the game begins, you awaken from a cryo sleep to find the ship in, in shambles and taken over by mutants and cyborgs and yourself kind of modified mm-hmm. to have uh, cyber implants that are illegal mm-hmm. um, on, on uh, planet Earth. Um, yeah, and that's it. And it, what's so weird, like, they do a lot of um, – so even if you hadn't guessed the twist – Mm-hmm. The intro is just like, remember System Shock 1 and how we thought we were safe from Shodan? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We weren't. You know, it, it, it really <laughs> underlines it. But it's good because so much, like, this game seems like it wouldn't work if you hadn't played System Shock 1. Mm-hmm. But it totally does. Like, the twist totally works, but it really feels like it wouldn't because it seems to be banking a lot on kind of the, you know, the power of the name Shodan, <laughs> you know, at least yeah. initially. Yeah. And there are like just so many things, like uh, not so many. There's one particular level at the very end of the game that specifically evokes it. Yeah. Like, is meant to be a nostalgia blast. Yeah. Um, so it does work on its own terms, but it definitely like it feels like they're trying to play up how much the world has changed since then, because System Shock 1, from the things that I've read, it's very much Neuromancer. Like this guy is caught. Um, by this oh, corporation yeah, yeah. and then is, you know, given a military grade system and, you know, all the intrigue that happens as he starts working for them, but not like it's straight up Neuromancer. And yeah. this is, you know, like technology is still where it was, but society has changed around it. Yeah. And and like seeing the fallout of that as uh, as Trioptimum is brought back in these really unethical ways and also is cutting every single corner they can. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It is a uh, what just I, just because I don't know where else to put this. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say how much I love the fact that when you start this game, you just get that bland trioptimum menu, uh-huh. which is the low hum. Like you don't <laughs> have to set through a thousand like brought to you by Nvidia, <laughs> you know, and and just like a billion different uh, producing things. It just gets mm-hmm. this super bland like yep kind it's of buzz irrational menu. looking glass, and then bzz, yep. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Which so when you much. when you when you all tab to you know go look at Slack, that stays on in the background, so yeah. it feels like you're doing work. Yeah, I see. I, I <laughs> it's really like her really story. Like that. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about the um, the the tutorial here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the one part that just feels very uh, kind of basic. Um, you know, the, it, it, there's three different sections of this VR military training. Mm-hmm. So it is uh, your military section where it teaches you how to shoot. Um, your tech section where it teaches you how to hack. Mm-hmm. And your size section where it teaches you how to use powers. Right. Um, and there's kind of these these different drill sergeants for each one that uh, have a little bit of personality. Um, but this part is not – I don't think this is the cool part of character creation in this game. No, it's definitely not. Like it's just there to kind of acquaint you with the systems, but not their broader implications, just to let you know like here are the buttons that you press to use exactly. Psy and you opt to use Psy. The cool yeah. part of the tutorial is actually this uh, kind of choose your own adventure that happens because you select your class, which is the branch of service that you go into, either the OSI, which is a uh, um, like, like the Psy kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's also the name of the uh, the GI Joe organization in Venture Brothers. Yep. So, <laughs> which I couldn't get over. Yeah. Um, there's the Navy, which is combat and tech, and then there's the Marines, which is just combat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you go through um, choosing after you do that, you choose these different missions. These tours of the, service. Tours of service, and it, I guess I somebody pointed this out um, that uh, on Twitter, I think. And thank you. I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but this is actually based on a tabletop uh, character progression system called Traveler. Yeah. Which I'd heard of Traveler, but I haven't actually played it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really thought I was hot shit as far as video games based on tabletop <laughs> yeah. gaming systems. But here's one I forgot well, about. Hey, we're checking they, one off the list. Oh, totally. And the, I wouldn't <laughs> say this game is based on Traveler. Just this mm-hmm. little, this little bit's inspired by it. But I really like it. Where think, it's like you know, it tells you the the little miniature story what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells you up front what stats will impact, which mm-hmm. is merciful. Like they could have just left you to guess that. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, want to go to IO. Little, Come on. Yeah. Exactly. 
like, um, and then you get a little little note about how it resolves. Mm-hmm. So I, I I dig this a lot. Yeah. So basically, you're picking your capabilities at the start, and then your your like aptitude um, as the second part of this. Yes. Yep. 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 Which is which really is just affecting your starting loadout. It doesn't lock you out of anything. If you decide partway through, I really want to go with some psi to try that out, mm-hmm. then you can invest the points to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if especially I mean, it'd be easier if points weren't so scarce. Right. But it's still possible. Um, so, yeah, then you have a little intro section, which is still kind of part of the tutorial. Mm-hmm. This little section here where you are in the cryo cryo deck or the cryo section of the the von braun yeah uh, after you after you get on there you get a little cutscene <laughs> of, uh, of the von braun scooting yeah this is pretty great because you see these uh the security camera footage of people dying right the camera's mm-hmm. breaking all of this and then you get the readout on your screen which is which says memory restoration failed yeah so, i like that a lot just yeah. imagine seeing that in real life just, <laughs> wait a minute what <laughs> i had a memory <laughs> yeah <laughs> Whew. so you get uh mementitis Um, And you wake up and there's a very terse voice in your ear that is uh, uh, imploring you to run as fast as you can because the section of the ship you're you're in is uh, decompressing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is intense. And the Mm -hmm. uh, as as you kind of move through, um, it makes you get a weapon. You have to get a wrench. Which is why you have a wrench in Bioshock. (laughs) And uh, you you'll learn about ducking and jumping and stuff. Yeah. To to get to this uh, this little lab area that kind of functions as your beginning, and you're getting a lot of exposition here from from Janice uh, Plito, um, who is uh, your uh, uh, this this voice in your ear. That's your mission command. Yeah. Mission command. Yeah. Who who has nothing but contempt for you? (laughs) uh, Who wants you to go to deck four? Yeah. Um, This is this is hilarious because I have uh, one wing of my family's last name is Polito. Oh really? <laughs> yep. So so I'm going through it. I'm thinking like, oh, that's my aunt and uncle. How nice. Oh they're wait, showdowns. You shouldn't get too attached. Mm, they're very nice so. people. Gary, why is your voice glitching out? <laughs> um, this whole and teaching about upgrading here too, mm-hmm. and they introduce this thing that is not well utilized <laughs> or used very much in this game, which are uh, cyber ghosts. Yeah. So. Um, there are other games that would go on to use this, right? I'm trying to think of which ones they are. No, Dead, Dead Space. Yep, yeah. Bi- yeah, Bioshock did this. Uh, yeah. Dead Space does this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, they're used to really good effect because they have things like character animation. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, in order to tell little miniature stories or to give a little bit of context for uh, for why things are the way they are. Or, um, in the best of cases, I think, to kind of tell you something about gameplay. Right. Like yeah. You see somebody inspecting a desk and you go inspect that desk. Yeah. That that never happens here. No. There's not one section of Cyber Ghost in this that couldn't be better handled with an audio log. Uh-huh. I think the idea when they chose the Cyber Ghost, it was for things that it wouldn't make sense for somebody to be keeping a log about. Mm-hmm. But then they throw that out in the last third when like people are like <laughs> getting dragged away by Eldritch Abominations and still keeping audio logs. So I think literally being dragged that on guy's the personality. We'll get that. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. And like and, and I like that guy. I actually like mm-hmm. that story. But I think that was the idea was like, you know, the one I remember that comes to mind a lot is the shooting that happens. Yeah. And like that'd be a little bit weird for somebody to be like journaling it. Mm-hmm. You know, logging on to, to Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr dot the Van Braun shooting dot com. You know. Gary, Gary, this is an age when Periscope exists. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. They could, they could but the uh uh these don't really work, I don't think. Mm-hmm in here and the explanation for them is dumb here and it's dumb in bioshock too yeah like it's it's never like there's not a really good use i forget know, what's what's the explanation in bioshock is it the atom uh yeah it's the atom. Okay. yeah it's like it's like some kind of uh 
thing. But on the plus side, they do two, the couple things that do work. One, I can't remember how much sugar I talked about this in, in Bioshock, but if I didn't, um, having you show up at a place after a disaster is really smart mm-hmm. for a gameplay setting because um, you can still tell the story of how it happened, but you don't have to show it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like so much cheaper <laughs> and is scary instead of tense. Like you, you can do that really well. And they do that here. Like yeah. you never have to interact with another person in a meaningful way in this game mm-hmm. um, other than, than Shodan really yeah. um, because they're all dead and it just works really well. Um, mm-hmm. You just get to see the aftermath of things and it tells you a story and like what you see in your mind mm-hmm. as to what happened is stronger than if you had actually lived it. You know, it, like I, I'm, I'm filling in the blanks oh, yeah. when I get to this deck and see like, oh, there's like. This guy sitting at a desk with a thousand bottles of booze, and there's another guy uh, who clearly shot himself with a shotgun in the same room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, like this, I, like whatever I put together is going to be stronger than if the game had just like switched to a cutscene. Hey, wait a minute, bro! This. No, <laughs> like yeah, no, no, or even just ghost. Like, I, I'd yeah. rather just like hear it. But the hey, other thing you wait do here a is, minute, bro! No, yeah, <laughs> don't shoot yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the uh, for sure, the, and it's also a kindness. Like it's it's wonderful because like we would normally rag on a game for being as exposition heavy, mm-hmm. and the fact that you can just load up the most recent one again with a hotkey. My Audio bin. logs are the are the perfect way to do any of this. <laughs> yep, which is I, I I'm walking around and looking at this stuff. Like I love audio plays. Like a lot of these, it's not just somebody talking into a microphone. You're getting ambient details. You're getting you're getting interruptions. You don't have to read it. Although I really wish this game had subtitles. Um, I, I mean, I wish I had subtitles. I'd rather have both. Mm-hmm. But I like this so goddamn much more oh, yeah. than a codex. Mm-hmm. Like making me stop and read something in the menu. Like is if so because you're gonna you're gonna have me do non meaningful walking between rooms and shit. <laughs> Give me something to listen to while I'm doing that. And like this game doesn't like there's somewhere like they overlap. Like you find an audio log and then you find another one while that one's still going. Mm-hmm. You know, and they get really good at this in Bioshock, I think. Yeah. Where that doesn't happen so much, and they're timed really well in that game. Where like. Again, and forgive me if I can't remember how much of this we talked about in the like this specific aspect of how well they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, here they don't do it quite as well, but it's just so much better than stopping and reading a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't mind reading, but it just it, it like it gives me something else to do while I'm doing, you know, kind of content that's not particularly engaging. Yeah, you know, like I started after we played Doom Two, I started playing Doom Three again a little bit, and then you have to literally read. They have some audio logs, but a bunch of them are just emails that you read on your yeah, wrist. that's in a... the game, and it. That's a mistake or like the, it's a the Deus uh, Ex problem too. Deus Ex, it's a problem. It's a problem in uh, uh, Dragon Age mm-hmm. games. Like, And the Dragon Age ones are endless and there are infinite numbers of mm-hmm. them. So it's like I like having that fluff, but I would much rather have it come to be in an audio form while I'm doing boring shit. Yeah. It is It is the best way. It's like a podcast about the game you're playing <laughs> while you're playing the game. Yeah. I can't believe all games don't do this. It's so good. <laughs> well, Gary, voice acting is expensive and – well, no, I, everything else is voice acted. Fucking unvoice act that stuff. Like, give me like, like I don't need every single person in town to be able to like mm-hmm. give me, you know, 20 different and unique. Hey, how you doings mm-hmm. when I walk by, you know, like they're just like, ugh. <laughs> Gary, remind me, let's make uh, like a like a Fallout or Oblivion mod where all of the uh, incidental barks are just, hey, little buddy. Like from <laughs> we'll do one where when you pick up the lusty Argovian maid, it just reads it in its entirety. <laughs> like while you're walking around through closing fucking Oblivion gates. It would yeah. like can you imagine how much more fun it would be to close Oblivion gates if you're listening to the Lusty Argovian maid? Like it would be tolerable. And yeah. I would have done it. Or as all, opposed to not doing it. Or all of the books. Make them shorter, but have them pick up and be like the little narration, like play kind yeah. of things. I realize we're asking for the moon, but 
It doesn't feel like it should be the moon, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be, I would took that voice acting that they use in bad places and add it to this. Yeah. You know, and I'd be way more into that because, like, you know, just give me, give me audio, audio logs over Codex 2016. <laughs> I'm telling you. Audio logs for president. As opposed, and, and don't get us confused. The Codex stuff for Metal Gear, not a valid substitution. No, no, those are bad too. Those are almost as bad, yeah. if, like, if not worse than an actual, like, Codex. <laughs> like, just quit, don't stop gameplay to give me exposition. <laughs> you know, like, let me do, let me multitask. It's how I do everything else. Yeah. Like, if, I, if I'm on my computer, like, play a game, I listen to a podcast or something like that, like, get with the fucking 90s games. <laughs> Didn't get the net. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anywho. <laughs> I won't complete keep uh, complaining about that, but like <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about uh, you know about uh, uh, games I don't like lately. And that's one of the things, uh, and that's one of the things about them. Yeah, but it's done very well here. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wish that the, it, it would handle it uh, a little bit better when it intersects with uh, emails that you get or like the voice communications from uh, Polito or Shogun. yeah, they'll 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 run at the same time or even just like uh, audio that is not. Uh, that's too loud. Like if yeah. you were listening to a thing and you happened around a corner and there's a mm-hmm. security bot, like that's it for you hearing that yeah. audio log. And I'm just, uh, I'm just so happy that pretty much everything has subtitles nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have, I definitely would have wanted subtitles. Yeah. So I can't argue with you there. Yeah. Um, essentially, but she t- tells you to go to the first real deck of the game, which is uh, the deck two Medsai. So you're starting on deck two. Uh, deck one is kept away from you, and you run out, and you're kind of exposed to the first real monsters um, in this. In the, in the in the opening there, you're mostly just running from the ravages of the void of space, but mm-hmm. you pretty much run directly into the face of our kind of stock uh, enemy, the hybrids. Yeah, these are these are zombies. Um, these are people who have been infected by this the many mm-hmm. thing, yeah. and uh, they've got yeah. these like uh, these these worms kind of wrapped around them. Yeah. Yep. And they're sad. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they tell you they're sorry. They, they try to convince you to join them mm-hmm. um, while they're still doing this action, which immediately makes me think that they're stuck in some kind of I have no mouth oh, situation. Yeah. Like their body is doing something, but they are not on board with it and mm-hmm. makes it really horrific. Yeah. Like <laughs> their, their, their higher functions still realize that everything here is horrible, but they have been co-opted as agents for this for this unseen thing. Yeah, so the worm far. gift. Yes. Yep. <laughs> gift spelled with an E in a Y. Yep. Yeah, yep. I was I was thinking about how much, like, I, I, if I was in this situation, rather than do all this backtracking, I probably would have joined the many. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't sound actually that bad. <laughs> Reduce me to goo and turn me into spider. Yeah, like, yeah, let me let me become a spider boy. Like, hey, man, the little work, I can turn into a human spider hybrid. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, they're going to come at you uh, kind of with hand-to-hand at the start, but uh, mm-hmm. they start showing up with shotguns, most of which are jammed when you get them. <laughs> All of which are jammed when you get them. Oh, yeah. They, they're always jammed and they have one bullet. Mm-hmm. So if you're really scared, you know, having a hard time with ammo and you have room in your inventory to pick them up, <laughs> uh, pick them up, take the bullet out and throw it on the ground. Yeah. Um, the the shotgun ones kind of bug me a little bit because mm-hmm. there's not um, – the animation is too poor and the detail is too poor to have like a wind-up. Yeah. So there's really nothing you can do. If one of them decides to shoot you, it's going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like you, there's not very much defense you can do yeah. with that, as opposed to because it's a hit scan weapon. Some of the other later projectile weapons you can actually dodge. Yeah. Um, you can't really dodge shotguns in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so these are the two main enemies we're going to run into for a while. And there's nobody else really here other than these, these guys. Um, they're long gone, and there are corpses 
everywhere. Yep, including um, some hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, some people have killed themselves. Some people have just been killed. But it's it's a dead man's party <laughs> and dead side. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're also introduced to another AI, this Xerxes, who is a complete non-presence. He is so mostly the, just a bureaucrat. He's well, it's it's kind of neat. I think the idea is uh, the I, that this is supposed to be you think that he is the the main big bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, oh, it, they used to do showdown. Now they're Xerxes, mm-hmm. you know, and like I ended up kind of having some affection for Xerxes <laughs> because uh, one, I like the voice actor. Yeah. Um, you know, because when he says menacing things like it's, you know, it's he's not menacing about it. Mm-hmm. It's calm. So that's the other trope. Whereas showdown actually sounds like she hates you or yeah. at least has contempt for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Xerxes is the this ship's AI and he's been this is the this is what the ship is fighting against. Mm hmm. Right. Like Shodan's not even on the scene yet, as no, far as we're no. concerned. This is this is the aftermath of a of a battle between the, the crew people and and Xerxes. Yeah. Xerxes, who has been kind of co-opted by these worms. Right. Yeah, which we, is... we eventually are the many. Yes. Yeah. Because uh it, they're collectivist. <laughs> because it's a shock game shock game and it has to be one <laughs> or the other. Yep. Uh, oh, and and they run around saying, Don't you wish to be free from the tyranny of the individual? Well, yeah. Kind of Ken, you know, it doesn't have to be extremes. Come on. Yeah, he's Ken. Ken Levine's got some. He's he's a bad boy, and he's got some. He's got some problem. He's he's a tired pup, and and he uh, he needs to 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 listen to people if they ever tell him to shut the fuck up about politics <laughs> in the future. It, it it doesn't have to be. It's you know, if if at some point if I ever get to the point, Cole, where like because of my career, because of podcast stuff, I feel a little bit iffy about taking a strong stance against racism. Um, <laughs> at that point, shoot me in the face <laughs> or, like, or, or fire me at least or something, because like <laughs> that's where Ken Levine found himself and made Bioshock infinite. Mm-hmm. I mean, bo- both sides are bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Ken well, Levine. I don't know. Here's some quantum I'm stuff. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> don't, don't look at this stuff. Look at this stuff over here. Here's some twins. Yeah. So, and I yeah, looked. I love, I love the twins. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, the, but the uh, the the first part of it can suck a fucking egg. The um, but yeah, so this is again, this is a choice between two bad things because mm-hmm. everything is bad in Ken Levine's world. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> hey but, man, he yeah, it's him. He yeah. did it. There's a uh, there, there's a wonderful little bee here where a technician got Xerxes to sing Elvis songs, like much too. to the torment of everybody. I love uh, it when Xerxes. It comes way later, but when mm-hmm. he uh, talks about the poetry readings uh-huh. from the from the a- uh, approved works can be read in the square. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, research because this is you're probably one of these guys going to drop one of their hearts when you when you <laughs> when you hit them with a wrench. Yeah. So we, we introduced it in the generalities a little bit. It's not very well explained here. It's not until you get mm-hmm. to engineering uh, that you get a log that says, "Yep, we haven't seen any of this stuff before. We need to learn about them before we can fight them." Um, I like this mechanic because it does confer really strong, um, advantages to you. Not only do Mm -hmm. you kill them, you know, 25% faster, you use 25% fewer resources, um, to kill them. So this is a really good way to get to get an advantage. However, it is bound to these chemicals, which you find in these storerooms. It's bound to chemicals and it's, uh, just related to waiting. Mm-hmm. So it's just a thing, you know, you have to have the skills for it, which I'm fine with that part. But if you even if you have the minimum skill, it's just you wait. And I think the idea is you multitask, you go and explore things. Yeah. But I don't want to leave the chemical room because I'm going to need another chemical yeah. for this thing. And inventory got really precious for me. Mm-hmm. Really. Quick. Oh, you're playing some straight up Tetris. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It is you know inventory thing unless you build for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to build like a research inventory build. <laughs> it doesn't sound very effective against monsters. It kind of is. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it actually <laughs> does kind of work um, because like a lot of things, like you know, it, a lot of things work, but they cap out at about a C minus. Yeah, like the most effective things, kind of, you know, they'll, they'll pass. Yeah, um, you know. But so, so the uh, I never wanted to really leave because I wanted to keep these this uh this these chemicals around. Mm-hmm. It took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to realize that I could see what chemicals were going to be needed in advance. Oh yeah, I don't know if that was tied to my research skill at all. Um, uh, that'd be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. So I because I eventually pumped this up pretty high mm-hmm. to research some of the weird alien tech <laughs> you get later. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I like the idea of it. I would just if each research room was just similar to a med room or something like that, and each research room just had all the chemicals, mm-hmm. it wouldn't bother that bother me that much. Yeah. It's just the fact that I can be on like get a cool new toy, be on a deck that just doesn't happen to have the one chemical I need, and then have to backtrack. Yep. That's what bums me out. Yeah. About and I'm not sure how well considered that was where they were placing stuff where they were placing particular chemicals in different rooms to try and guide you around. If it felt like it was more strictly authored, like, hey, you haven't been to this desk, this deck in a while. Maybe something has changed. It really doesn't. Nothing but hasn't like, changed. Nothing's yeah, changed. Like, that just he, seems like a, it seems like a half-implemented system to me. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, but you find a Game Boy. Like that. <laughs> yep, you're playing some very basic DOS games 107 years after the invention of the iPhone. Some of which are kind of robust. Yep. There's kind of like a like a miniature little like Hydlide RPG mm-hmm. game. And if you beat it, I think you get 50 credits, which Ooh. I don't know where those come from. Like it just like it spits out of the Game Boy. It just adds them to your cyber account. But if you you can actually beat these games, which I think is kind of great. Mm-hmm. And this is a legacy mechanic from System Shock 1. Yeah. Um, and some of these games come over from that. But I'm, I'm way into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you get the highest level of hacking, you can actually hack your Game Boy um, and uh, and and play. The, <laughs> you can play uh, cards from Japan. Yeah, well, you, yeah, uh, you, know, you play the hit, Japan. hit game. Yeah, yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool too. Uh, but you kind of get into this into this uh, rhythm of fixing stuff around the ship. You spend a lot of time fixing things, and then eventually go get the three keys to the three doors. Yeah. Um, none of the things they ask you to do in this game are particularly interesting. No. Um, and they're really mundane, which fits the setting. Like you're just on a functional building. Mm-hmm. It's a spaceship, but it does get kind of boring. Yeah. Have, um, uh, have you ever played a uh, dead space? Um, I played it for a couple hours and bounced off it. Mm. Um, I keep meaning to go back, but it took me within the amount of time I played it. I didn't get used to the camera, oh, like yeah. the, the, where it's at over the shoulder and the kind mm-hmm. of walking thing, like, yeah. the, like the space, like everyone's like, Oh, you'll get used to it. And I just didn't get used to it in time to keep yeah, playing it. Yeah. No, dead space is amazing. Um, and playing this actually really made me want to go back to the original Dead Space mm. because, like, that – I mean, it cribs a lot from this, but, like, it really makes being a space janitor really interesting because it feels like you're keeping this thing together with bailing wire and bubble gum mm-hmm. just long enough to survive. It's it, it's similarly as bleak. You don't have something as strong as Shodan trying to uh, get you – you know, to, to to keep you down. It's just the forces of entropy around this ship. Yeah. 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 I, I've been meaning to go back to it mm. like for a while. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, let's talk about ta- hacking. Yes. Because um, this is we're close to where we start doing that. We start running into cameras. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about security in general and mm-hmm. hacking because that's going to be in kind of generality. So like um, security cameras are always going to be a thing here and they do a good job of like the Pavlovian uh, tension that comes with hearing the beep mm-hmm. that comes. Um, I would almost always reload if I set off an alarm. <laughs> Yeah, because the 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 
the punishment for setting off an alarm is boredom. Mm-hmm. Like it's 120 seconds of unlimited spawning enemies <laughs> that like you can fight off, but who has the resources for that? Like right. you just get in a corner and just hit guys with a wrench and hope that you don't take damage. But at the best, it, it you know, at best it takes two minutes of your time mm-hmm. to do that. Um, yeah. So like it becomes this kind of fun thing though, where they start hiding the cameras in interesting ways. So moving into a new hallway or room is kind of this puzzle mm-hmm. where, you know, a camera's there, you can hear it, but you have to find it in the room before you fully commit to the room. Yeah. And like the cooldown on them is, uh, is kind of wonky too, like in a, in a pretty yeah. satisfying way. Like you fill up the meter and then it doesn't, doesn't drain as quickly as you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can hack them if you find the actual security ports that are near the cameras. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, these are positioned in a way where you can reach them without being seen by the camera. Yep. Not always, though. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes they'll be out of, of out of view from the camera, but right in view of a turret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and turrets operate separately from cameras, which was a bummer to me. I was really thinking, like, once I took this thing, how does this thing know where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Like, if I take away the camera, like, it has its own camera, I guess. That's kind of annoying. <laughs> um, and turrets are, are serious business yeah. in the entire game, especially the turrets they introduce in the end game. But these little barrel turrets are are annoying on their own as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can shut down all of these with the uh, with your security skill by doing this hacking. Um, And uh, you want to use that time to go around and destroy as many of them as you can. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And they go down relatively quickly. I Um, always yeah, I always destroy all of this stuff. Yeah. When I can. Um, the hacking game, though, I have some problems with this. Yeah, Um, it's it's literally just chance, right? Yeah, I couldn't I can't I couldn't find anything that made it not that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I couldn't find an explanation. Like I was like, "Oh, this has to be some kind of uh, minesweeper." Mm-hmm. Variant. It's not. It's just it's just chance. You just have a certain amount of, you know, a chance to actually clear a node. Sometimes nodes will blow up the whole thing if you don't. Yeah. It's you just know, there and, there's a certain number of like ice nodes in there. Those ones are colored red. Mm-hmm. Over top of it. Um and yeah, I think that the ice nodes are fixed. Um, you know, just depending on how hard they want that one to be, but then it's literally they're, just they're not they're, oh, your they're cyber not? affinity um, oh. stat indicates those. Okay, but yeah, it's it's literally like you click on these nodes and you're trying to connect a certain number of them, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the 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 difficulty percentage is just the uh, the percentage chance that when you click, it'll come back as a bad node. It's it's really frustrating though. Like I was expecting it to be like, oh, like I click one of these nodes, it's going to change the color of the nodes around it or something mm-hmm. or some kind of puzzle. Because like say what you will about the hacking in Bioshock, like it was a puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, in Bioshock 2, they realized, oh, like the thing we want to keep from this is being dangerous in danger while you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So they turn in this really simple timing puzzle that you do while running around. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Like the, the hacking in Bioshock 2 is is near perfect for hacking not quite good as fallout 3 because i actually mm-hmm. like that mini game yeah but like it, it's you know real perfect but this is not a game it's just random chance and you know there's no i couldn't talk myself out of just not saving before i did it and reloading until i got it yeah you know and i felt bad about that like that's not how the game is meant to be played mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to have all these resources if it blows up i'm just supposed to deal with that consequence but it was too <laughs> harsh and yeah. it didn't blow up because of my fault mm-hmm. like it wasn't a mistake i made you know, so I, I felt bad about just living with the consequences because I didn't feel like I'd earn them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think hacking in this game is garbage. Like it is, yeah. is one of the worst hacking implementations I've seen in a game. Yeah. Um, to its credit, the world doesn't freeze when you're doing it. I Well, that that I like. Yeah, I like yeah. That, that being in danger section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, uh, I just pumped as many stats as I could into hacking because mm-hmm. there is not like a multitude of you're going to get around and find new stuff stats. Like that's the one you want to pump. Yeah. 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 
I mean, there are, you know, like they do a good job of making most stats pretty useful in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I ended up pumping up hacking because I wanted to find out what was on the secret level six. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, hacking is garbage, though. Yeah. For the most. <laughs> so, um, in order to get to medical, uh, to to chase the MacGuffins, you have to recharge a battery, uh, which has mm-hmm. you walk into a room full of these big, scary turrets. And at this point, I was not using any guns. So yeah, this me, was me too. <laughs> I, was just... I started as a melee build and then like gave up because I got bummed out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, so this is just like run in and run out and you take your lumps and you, you go and, uh, open up this door to medical where you're attacked by a lab monkey. People call these things scary. I think they're adorable. They're, they're really adorable and they <laughs> shoot ice blasts. So you're fighting the Arctic monkeys. <laughs> they also lead to my favorite interaction of the game is when you go into a room, there's one of these monkeys it's real cute. You hit it on the hammer, steal its bag of chips, and then eat its <laughs> chips in front of its corpse. Which, like, you do that dozens of times in this <laughs> These game. These are my like, chips. Mine. Now. <laughs> like, you know, just like, I'll be taking those. And it's very funny for me in this high stakes situation to kill a monkey and steal its potato chips. I just love the idea of a bunch of monkeys, like, working together to tip over a vending machine. <laughs> It had to have happened at some point. <laughs> yep. And then this just thing. like raising the bags of chips above their hands going, we made it. Yeah. Like I, I don't think these things are scary either. <laughs> no. There are more monsters later that I do mm-hmm. think are scary. These things are not yeah. scary. On a recent episode of the level, I accidentally referred to them as having tiny little hats when in fact oh. they have the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they just, they have the, yeah, they exactly they have negative hats. <laughs> yep. They have mega yarmulkes. Yeah. 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 The, uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, the skull, the top of the skull is like the hat for your brain. <laughs> yep. So uh, they're they're walking around. I like the story behind these. They're, they're just research monkeys that they were doing unethical experiments on and mm-hmm. accidentally raised them to, uh, to sentience and gave them psionic powers. Um, and they have all the memories of the terrible things that were done to them and they shit everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, that that audio log is great. Like, like the poor <laughs> hapless like guy who's like the monkey tag. The intern. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. <laughs> Um, you don't run into him for a long time after this. Mm-hmm. Like that that's in the cargo bay for some reason, but yeah. I like that uh that audio log a lot. Yeah. So these things are great. Um <laughs> yeah. So these are where you start running into more more force ghosts. Um <laughs> and this is uh Polito explains your senses are heightened by your implants <laughs> and you're sensitive to psychic residue. Yeah. Yeah, psychic residue. <laughs> um my favorite explanation. Um, <laughs> you have to use so for the... formula six 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 to get that off. Exactly. Uh, six, 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 six. <laughs> the, um, so yeah, so you go, you know, go through and you find out uh, either from a from a log or something else that uh, there's this guy named uh, there's a security a science access card mm-hmm. in Watts's lab. Yeah, and uh, you had to head that way. Yeah, and meanwhile Xerxes is warning you about your other boss, referring yeah. to Polito in this case. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So we're kind of getting these. We're starting to get to know these characters through their audio logs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, so there are not as many of them as it looks like at first glance. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're not going to talk about all of them, but just kind of the important ones. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the important ones is this Korinchkin, mm-hmm. this, this Russian fella yeah. um, who's talking about, um, you know, they, the, the Brown found this planet. They're going to make first contact with the surface and it's just going to make bank for trioptimum. Yeah. All the publicity and all the patents and all of the, uh, it's like, this is going to restore the name and this mm-hmm. Karenchkin, he's the Fontaine figure. And yes, to a certain yeah, extent. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, and there's also uh Suarez who is another kind of key figure we're going to find, mm-hmm. um, who transferred here to be with the, this girl named Rebecca. And they're kind of these lovebirds that we follow mm-hmm. throughout this entire thing. And they actually have a happy ending, which are uh, up until the very end. <laughs> 
I forgot. I was about to say. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> nah, they don't. <laughs> um, they almost have a happy ending. Yeah. So. Yep. Up until that point, I really like their story. It's super sweet. <laughs> because and because they're constantly just missing missing each other. Yeah. 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 Ugh. And then and then they get dumb. But we also learn a little bit about this this thing um, on the surface. This thing they found, which is a parasite that reanimated a dead body. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd be freaked out. They think it's aliens. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's freaky. The explanation for what the many are is actually pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, in R and D, which is another wing here, we're not going like beat by beat on these rooms because they're just, be ridiculous. Yeah, they're just big rooms. We're not insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, you find Watts who. Uh, is animated very creepily. She hands you a key card and says that they want to use me as a vessel. Yep. And again, at this point, I'm probably into that. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> well, and which they? I don't know which they she's talking about. Yeah, I and mean, probably the many is my <laughs> is my guess, but it could mean uh, mean somebody else. Ooh. Um. So security bots pop out now, and this is why you've been hoarding your am- uh, armor piercing ammo mm-hmm. if you're smart and like. That paper, rock, scissors thing with ammo types is really intense. Like, the bigger kind of batter security bots will still go down to, like, three or four hits with armor-piercing ammo. Mm-hmm. It's so potent. Yeah. It's just really, really rare. Yeah. You, like, ha- And then the, the, the flesh equivalent of those, like, you really want the anti-personnel rounds. <laughs> yeah, because you can take if, down a hybrid in, like, one shot. Uh, well, yeah, I, if you're using those on hybrids, you're, I wouldn't do that. You use oh, yeah. them on those other uh, rumblers or whatever. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, uh, but, like, so you really need to save that stuff. And mm-hmm. if you've been saving your armor-piercing stuff, the security bots are not going to just rip through you. Yeah. yeah. These are these are little ED-109s or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. So they're tough, but they're not so tough. Yeah. <laughs> but and they're on the way to, uh, to engineering. This is deck one, so you kind of go down through the crew quarters to uh, to find a dismembered hand holding a liquor bottle, because that's how, where things got to. Yeah. And uh, um, Medsai in general is really strong. I have some problems with most of the next decks. I, I, I really don't like engineering. Yeah. Um, it gets They get better from here, I think. Hmm. I think I think the, the next couple ones, there are things I like more. I don't think there's anything redeeming about engineering. <laughs> Yeah. So engineering, other, other than the introduction of the, um, you know, because is this the deck? No, that doesn't happen until hydroponics. Nope. Yeah. So there's <laughs> nothing I like about engineering. I think this, this is really terrible. Yep. So it starts out with a radioactive maze, which just will do damage over time until you find either uh, rad chems or a uh, um, uh, a hazmat suit, which is just a safety bit that you have to wear. Well, the hazmat suit takes up too much space for me to want to hold on to it mm-hmm. like i i don't i know i, I like I, I already have my ammo and like again i'm not doing a research inventory build mm-hmm. so it's like i don't have room for the thing so i just kind of go through it which is fine for rad hypos if this area had kind of better direction mm-hmm. and you didn't have to backtrack as much as you do yeah um so oof. Mm. Um, and, and you're down here specifically to solve this radi- radiation problem which is stopping the uh stopping the elevators from going yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so you continue, you know, you kind of go through, you get a little, an actual tutorial on chem research, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, and I head towards the, the cargo base. And we're, gonna, <laughs> we're not going to talk about this very long, but I spent a lot of time here in the game. <laughs> because there are big, huge rooms that seem really samey and have too many enemies in them. Yeah. Um, like just, just a ridiculous number of like, it's just huge, huge resource drains mm-hmm. here in these, these huge, huge, ridiculous cargo chambers. I was I was half convinced that there were monster closets like hidden back in the uh, hidden back in the dark corners. Yeah, 
because yeah. like there, there would be nothing stopping them from spawning something back there well they do they do spawn enemies so oh, the definitely. game has this respawn rate and like if you leave an area so even when you're in like doing research in a room mm-hmm. the game is spawning more creatures in the deck you're on mm-hmm. you know so it, it's there's actually like advanced strategies for for hardcore players of this mm-hmm. is to go when you have to do things that are downtime you go to a deck that you don't care about like you're oh. never gonna go back to Medsai, so you go down to Medsai and do that because it's gonna spawn more enemies in Medsai. Huh. While that's happening. Um because people do like challenge runs of this game, which seem crazy to me, but like they do like <laughs> melee only, very yeah. hard mode and stuff. Um but they introduce a new enemy here, um, these protocol droids. <laughs> which I think are pretty funny. Yeah. Um the uh and they're they're very polite and they walk towards you to blow up. <laughs> yep. Um and, and they have great, great voice acting as well. Oh yeah, there's they're they're C three PO. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they burst out of these, <laughs> oh, this yeah. place is such a mess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they burst out of these, like, they're, they're not coffins, but they look like coffins. They're just mm-hmm. the boxes they ship in that have tryout branding on them. Yeah. They're, they're like, uh, mattresses you buy from the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just open it up and it inhales. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, something happens when you step into cargo, which we which we kind of skipped over, which is this nonsensical look into what is essentially Zen. It, it's very Zen like. <laughs> and and boy, are we going to get a Zen section in this game? <laughs> Why um, do you serve our mother as you look at these horrible monstrosities serving this gigantic column of neurons? Yeah. 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 So this this will come up later. Yeah. But the uh but but this this cargo bay it's 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 vaguely symmetrical except the lifts work in different ways because they're uh deactivated and disabled in different ways. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. uh you know just makes it so like did I go up here? Well, okay, there's a corpse there so I guess I did. And then you go back and then you realize yeah. I didn't get this thing that I needed so I go back. There's no uh like it, there, there's no real reason for like the enemy placement here either like the protocol joy droid one makes sense because like oh this is where they keep them mm-hmm. but it's like oh, okay this section of cargo hold is full of security bots this section is full of hybrids mm-hmm. this section is full of monkeys like it doesn't necessarily make sense it just feels like uh, like they're reviewing mm-hmm. like this is how you fight everything we know the game <laughs> like the game's like an hour and a half old at this point you <laughs> yeah. know like i've gotten really good introductions to these things before yeah like really thoughtful you mm-hmm. know um, yeah. We run into a log of another important player, um, Diego, who yeah. is actually the the captain of the uh, the Rickenbacker, mm-hmm. the um, the the escort ship. Yeah, um, he is the son of uh, one of the characters in the first game, Die- uh, the his father, Diego, who um, uh, initially brought Shodan. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's the person who who took down the ethical controls. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And now he's brought these these things uh, back on board the ship. So he figures he and his family are cursed. Indeed. And yeah. they are. Um, so in order to shut off these radiation vents, you need to get this hardware override chip mm-hmm. um, from storage, and you have to get it to command. Um, there's a whole little bit, too, where there's a door that somebody has locked themselves in uh, or locked themselves out of. Mm-hmm. And you have to get the code for that, which you have to go into another cargo bay to find. Yeah. It's kind of more or less going back and forth between cargo bay and this, like, murder fuck hallway <laughs> that's full of turrets that like i ended up destroying because i knew i was going to keep coming back and forth but <laughs> combat isn't fun in this game no um like the best you can do with fighting these turrets are these very brief little like ducking out of cover and shooting them yeah you know um over it's, and over but it's merciful enough to give you a lean button at the very least yeah for sure um uh, and th- that helps a little bit mm-hmm. but it's it's still like the the game the the gunplay is is really weak yep. it doesn't feel good and it's not 
you don't have very many options. Yeah. Also, the hitboxes on even the most basic of geometric yeah. things are 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 very scattershot. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. So, uh, mechanically, not very satisfying. In the no, moment no, moment. it's not a good shooter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the. Uh, but yeah, you take this and you slide the gigantic ass card in, and this uh, shuts off and clears the vents, which fortunately clears the radiation hallway, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a there's a little optional area you can go to to get introduced to an enemy from later, but I want to encounter them when we get to them. They're better later. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up before. <laughs> um, so so you get there, um, you, you handle that, and Polito tells you uh, to get to level four to get some more information about the annelids. Uh, but you can't because the elevator is blocked by biological matter. <laughs> so you get stopped on deck three, which is hydroponics. Um, which I like hydroponics. I, I don't think when you said you have problems for all the all these decks going forward, I have problems with every deck in the game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just I think that hydroponics is better than engineering. Like, I will agree with that. Yeah, and and same thing with all the decks moving on. Like mm-hmm. engineering is probably my least favorite deck as far as because it's just kind of boring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these areas at least feel like they're used on the ship for something interesting. Yeah. I agree. Like it feels like you have different uh, different uh, labs and stuff that serve a purpose that mm-hmm. are more visually interesting than uh, than cargo or the radiation hallways stuff like yeah, that. How can like... you get more interesting than those cargo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine all just being in with a bunch of shipping containers? <laughs> yeah. uh, I just felt like this was very backtracky. Um, and so your your, yeah. your your main goal for this is, and, and it's it's my problem. Like your main goal is to find this toxin, research it, and then distribute it through these like you know vaporizers or the you know environmental mm-hmm. regulations. Yeah. Exactly. Um, however, these just look like other pieces of ambient machinery that beep and boop in the background. You're, it's not your problem. Like the, the game makes you backtrack an awful lot and the game doesn't have a high enough graphical fidelity to make there be clear mm-hmm. markers, you know, yeah. in signposting. I'm... It's, the reason why it didn't bother me is just because I was just like thinking of it in terms of like, okay, if I get to the the terminus of any of these hallways one of these things will be here or yeah. like they'll either be a vial of the the toxin toxin a which is the good toxin that's used to fight against the analids that make the bad toxin um mm-hmm. there'll be a vial of toxin a or a place to put it at every yeah. terminus yeah and that's how it worked for me it just um, it, it didn't feel as considered as that to me yeah yeah but I mean, at least there was interesting stuff, and like there was like gating, right? Like, yeah, they 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 did use the key cards to kind of hide certain areas, so it wasn't just a complete free for all, like it is later in ops. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I just th- this didn't really engage me as much as it probably ought to have. It's still it's still like not the fulfillment, of the, and part of it is like just being on a starship. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just not that much interesting. Like, well, I think we'll probably both agree that Recreation is the coolest deck as oh, far as sure. that stuff goes. And that it only makes sense for a starship to have one cool deck. <laughs> you know, like a, like a medical, a starship is just going to look like boring sci-fi hallways. Mm-hmm. So a medical wing of it is not going to seem that different. You yeah. have to break it up with, like, mechanics or with different theming. And they only kind of do that here where you're more likely to get toxic but toxic is not that different than radiation mechanically, <laughs> right. which we just dealt with. So the game just doesn't have the vocabulary or the kind of the wideness of, wideness of scope mm-hmm. to make every area feel different mechanically if they can't make it feel different, like visually. Right. You know, and that's kind of clear here, I think. Yeah. 
Definitely. And so you're making these loops and you're introduced to a couple of new characters. You're introduced to Delacroix, who you'll recognize from the intro uh, cutscene, is the person who uh, developed these FTL drives. Um, and she is kind of talking about uh, this toxin and she is very obviously preceding you in trying to solve these problems. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, um, and when you hear from uh, corn chicken, um, huh, corn chicken, corn chicken, corn chicken, not, not Korean chicken. Yeah. When you hear from Korean chicken, um, you, you, uh, it becomes clear that he has been uh, parasited. Yes. Because his voice, uh, his voice acting changes. <laughs> he, he totally does um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. All, all of them do. They just kind of have these like little moments where they speak with a different mouth on the inside. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Um, so he, he is being set up to be this horrible villain, and his transformation becomes even more disturbing because it is almost entirely ideological. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, we were introduced to these little one-off characters as well, too, similar to, to Bioshock. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things on this floor is this guy, Miller, um, who has been calling her, uh, the female staff down one by one. Uh, we get this audio log from Bloom, who tells us this. Um, and doing illegal modifications uh, to turn them into these things we're going to run into. Yeah, and this is just a nice little piece of like one or two room storytelling because mm -hmm. in one room you find the log of Bloom having figured this out, mm -hmm. um, and then you open up the door to see this horrifying monstrosity, the cyborg midwife. Yeah, I um, love these things. Yeah, these these are great. So these are women who have kind of these uh, these robot legs kind of mm -hmm. grafted onto them and their entire upper bodies are like exposed raw tissue or like blood soaked or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's not enough fidelity to know really what they, what's going yeah. on here. Um, but it's something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they're just mechanically, they're not that different. Like they shoot, mm -hmm. you know, they shoot energy beams. You can dodge the energy beams. They do more damage. They're just creepier mm -hmm. because they, they have this matronly way of talking to you and talking about you. Yeah. Uh, that shows up. So where the other, I mean, we we talked about it a little bit, but like we can't really under, I can't really understand how cool it is the things that these people are saying. Like, you know, listening to these people just say like I'm sorry, you know, mm -hmm. in the background, or hearing one of these people say, you know, like, uh, 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 you, you know, it is it's my job to t it's a mother's job to worry about her babies, mm -hmm. you know, while hunting you. Yeah, is is really really great. It's like you're just a wayward, you're, you're just a bad kid. You yeah, you're get a bad in boy. Line. You're a little, little Levine. Yeah, <laughs> the Levine's house of bad boys who don't know the difference between right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or refuse to admit that there is a difference. So, <laughs> yep. Um, so. Another super creepy thing about these things, which you'll get from a research log, is it is very much, and I have no mouth and I must scream because the CPU is embedded on the spinal cord just below the brainstem. Mm -hmm. So oh, their yeah. brains are still functioning and they're being fed nutrients, but they have absolutely no control over any of their functions. That yeah, that's rough. Yeah. The um, yeah, so but they're mechanical. Um, so AP bullets are great. Mm -hmm. these guys and again they shoot shoot beams yeah um we also run into the alien eggs here um <laughs> which these guys are fucking annoying a little bit uh, it's like, a, their second game in a row with like very annoying little worms <laughs> that pop out from these things but they they introduce a way worse enemy to me at least later yeah here the worms i don't like there are hundreds of them mm -hmm. it's like they, they want you to use your wrench on them to save ammo but they're so hard to target and their hitboxes are bad yeah that i would end up using bullets just because you know, I want to be <laughs> because able to hit them. like I yeah. need to clear this room. Like, yeah, I want to be able to explore this place. Mm -hmm. you, you want me to do that, right? System shock too. Yeah, and people. <laughs> but wait a minute, didn't you just say the resources were so limited? 
I mean, they are. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to use them on this. I just yeah. want to be able to explore the fucking room. Yeah. Um, let it so let it so I can hit something that's small. Like, mm-hmm. like more than you know, like half the enemies in this game are tiny. Yeah. Or more even. And why can't I hit them <laughs> with a wrench? Like, it's silly. Yeah. Um. You know. <laughs> so as you're going around and uh, doing this, eventually you uh, disperse this toxin, and the biomass here in the breeding ground uh, subsides. Right. Um, and you get this transmission. I'm not sure who this is from, kind of warning you about how this AI that that they picked up on Tau Seti has integrated into the ship. But Polito like interrupts and says, "You need to get to, like get to work. You can come to see me now." Yeah, yeah. With I, I like that. Uh, that's a that's a cool scene. Mm-hmm. So you're heading to Ops. Yeah. Um, you head to ops. You get you're in this kind of uh, this hub area where you get a little like foreshadowing to the annoying fetch quest you're gonna do here in a second. Um, where this this guy Malik, who is a hacker, um, who is being assimilated, says he left a back door on three of his red friends. So we'll see those guys in a second. But first, there's just one way to go, which is to Polito's office. Yeah, um, this is an amazing scene. The Polito form is dead, insect. Are you afraid? What is it you fear? The end of your trivial existence. When, when, when the history of my glory is written, your species shall only be a footnote to my magnificence. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you go down this long hallway, and you see at the end, um, Polito's there, and she's, the, there, she's next to a gun and has clearly shot herself. Right. And you, you walk up to the desk, and then uh, Shodan is revealed as the, the panels of the floor and walls literally fall away. Yep. Um, as she kind of takes over your augmented reality, because, again, she put the cyber shit in you. Mm-hmm. So she can do this, and it's great. Yeah. At that Like that... So I figured once I saw, you know, okay, I'm going to meet the person. This is where the, this is where the twist is going to happen. When the floor started dropping, and I realized, oh, I can't trust my eyes. Yeah, I kind of wish yeah. they would have used that more. I understand there are limitations; they can't go full Arkham Knight, but like, at, even here in this limited capacity, where she becomes your world entire, like she's on screens in front of, behind you, and on both sides, and just shows you all this, all this terrible stuff, and kind of gives her backstory. It's an exposition dump, but it's peppered with so much of her personality, mm-hmm. and it's very clear that you know she was like. All right, I spent all this time having you run errands under the name of Polito to build this trust. Now it's time for you to take her place and be my agent in this world. Yeah, she just lays it out in this way that, like, she doesn't need to trick you at, at all mm-hmm. or convince you. She just has already won. Yeah. You know, like, she has this this she has this stuff on you. Like, she, you know, is quick to remind you, like she can put you back where, where you belong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot like, don't you want me baby? <laughs> like you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when she found you. That much is true. <laughs> like, Keep going. You, know, you won't find a much better place either with or without her. I want so, to hear more of this story. Come on. <laughs> I can only, I only have the first two lines. Of, okay. <laughs> don't you want me to memorize? Um, the, uh, there's a glitch that can happen here where if you're not standing in the right place, um, when the fall, the floor falls away, you fall down on the bottom <laughs> Uh, this and look up on the projection she's making in herself and then can't get back up. Oh. Um, so it's it's somewhat less dramatic. Yeah. yeah. I was terrified of that happening, actually. Like, yeah. I, they, they let you move, too. Yeah. 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 You could just do it to yourself or it mm-hmm. could just happen. Yeah. Which is what happened to me. 
But she fills in some of the gaps after the events of uh, of System Shock 1. This kind of garden module that you jettisoned in that game uh, kind of flew out into space and landed on this Tau Ceti 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she used this virus to create the many. Yeah. Um, just trying to create the slave race, uh, fitting handmaidens to my divinity. Mm-hmm. And they grew up and turned on her. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's, so uh... they they sent out the uh, the distress m- 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 your uh, signal that uh, Karinchkin uh, heard and was like, okay, I'm gonna go, gonna go make this contact. I'm going to outfit the von Braun and rush its production uh, just because we need to get there first. And mm-hmm. uh, and then when we brought everything back on board, uh, that is when all of this happened. Both the many and Shodan came with that first payload. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So these are not aliens. These are 100% homegrown. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is really, really cool up until you get to this level that is not really, really cool, <laughs> um, which is essentially like, so there are three different, uh, they're like reality modules or something like that. I can't remember what they're called. Like quantum. So they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're sim units is what they are. They're, sim units. Yeah. And there are, there are three different kinds of sim units and three different kind of sim keys, and they have their held by these this new enemy, these cyborg assassins. Yeah, special versions of them. They are red colored, and they will flee from you, oftentimes down hallways filled with turrets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they, at least they have an idea behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they run away from you and kind of go towards cameras, but they're not that fun to fight. And you're going to fight them a lot in this game. They throw yeah. ninja stars. They're fucking goofy. <laughs> like it, it doesn't. At no point does this game feel like it should have enemies that shoot ninja stars at you no and i don't know maybe this is me being pedantic i, I bet you this <laughs> like, like like are you waiting for me to, to say no, that wasn't? i was just pausing for laughter no uh, they're called cyborgs but there's nothing organic in them well they could be inside i suppose yeah they could be a bunch of count uh not count dooku's whatever the fuck the one's name is that has the four lightsabers yeah uh it's dooku oh i thought no, 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 uh, no you're it's grum uh Count uh, Grem Gram Grack. Yep, yep. Count Grem Gram Gram Yeah, because yeah, like, du- yeah. Dooku was uh, was was Christopher Lee. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a uh, yeah. It's something with a Grievous. Ah, there we it's go. Like, Star Wars is stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, yeah, I'll trust you, Grievous. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, on the advice of my advisor, Worm Tongue, I'll trust you, Grievous. <laughs> Dooku. Um, BBA can suck my dick. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> Who's BBA? What? BB-8's that little ball oh, BB- okay. And then everyone's all going, they got BB-8 fever. <laughs> like, people love that thing, man. I'm just like, it's, you guys, like, it's it's just a Jar Jar. It's just like a little cute, cute <laughs> It's toy. meant to it's sell like, toys, yeah. Yeah, fact, it's it meant to sell toys. A toy right it's now. like, yeah, like, you can just buy a BB-8 toy. Like, this is, what are you, what are you guys not seeing? Um, and I, <laughs> the scales I take, are from your eyes. <laughs> I wouldn't take it away. If you if you love Star Wars, I wouldn't take it away from you. I'm excited but, about Seven. Ah. <sighs> I, I I've only liked like I've liked like half of AJ or JJ Abrams movies. Mm. You know, like it's not like I don't even think he's great. Like I don't think Star Wars is great and I don't think he's great. So it's like maybe it'll be good. Um it looks fine. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, you know, as as a non-Star Wars person, if you take away like the hitting your like the cockles of your child heart, <laughs> right. you know, that the trailer is trying to do so hard. Mm-hmm. Um if you take that that away, like I just think it looks like a fine sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know. So maybe Which, it'll be good. I'm like down I, for I'll it. probably see it. Yeah, um, but I, I just I don't know. I'm already hyped for episode eight because of Ryan Johnson. But oh yeah, like I like Ryan Johnson a lot. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm more hyped about that. Maybe I'll just see that one. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, cyborg assassins really fucking stupid. They're a bunch of grievous dukus. Um Yeah, 
<laughs> yep, yep. They're, um, they're, they're lame. And, and hunting them down is lame, too, because mm-hmm. if you go down to the end of one of these spokes and, and find one, you have to remember which, like, computer his key goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was frustrating to me. Like, I would know. So I just ended up spending a lot of backtracking here. Just, like, I have one key. I'm going to three very disparate places to try to find the place where I need to put in, you know, where the, I find the right lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you find something pretty cool here. Uh, there's an exotic weapon that you'll need a lot of research to be able to use, but this is the crystal shard, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a very high damage melee weapon, which uh, kind of mm, makes some of this kind of resource stuff easier to deal with. Yeah. When like, I mean, they eventually it becomes kind of prohibitive to use melee weapons mm-hmm. on enemies or they just mix enemies up to a degree that like it's not really fun to switch to melee weapons over yeah. and over between fighting them, but it's way better than your wrench and they make the, the merciful choice of making melee weapons, not a uh, degrade. Oh yeah. So I like that. Um, and to counter that off <laughs> to counter that you have eggs, uh, which you encounter yeah. in the bathroom here, which are filled with bees. The, so I think that the swarm enemies in this are one of the worst uh, designed enemies I've played in a game. No exaggeration. Like I'm not saying it for comic effect. No, like, I no, think I this get is, I'm, I'm laughing I it, because I, it's true. I think it's one of the worst because there's nothing you can you can't do anything to them. You can just run away from them. Um, they're they're not the damage they do is not trivial. Like they do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. You can't stand and stand with the bees. So it just means all it means is you have to backtrack for 15 seconds. Yeah, like that's the only thing that these things do. Mm-hmm. The consequence is just boredom. Backtrack like the, probably into something that respawned behind you. Yep. Yeah, which, I mean, I get what they're going for there, like, or they're trying to drive you into unsafe areas, Mm -hmm. but the consequences are too high for that. Yep. Like, you can't do that in this game because I will die too quickly. Um, You know, you have to be methodical about this game, and I like being methodical about this game. Like, Mm -hmm. the parts I like are, like, poking my head into a room, scoping out the security, and kind of planning my approach. Mm -hmm. That's really fun. Like, you don't, this game isn't, like, the way Deus Ex is best played as a hacker, but you can play it as kind of a shooter. Yeah. Once you get the stats, like you can't play this really as, as that kind of shooter. No, you can't play this like doom, no matter what your build is. And the, the bees, you know, if you run forward, you're doing that. You're, you're playing this like doom. You're running backwards. And if nothing spawns the you know, it's just, well, here's a bunch of time that's wasted. Yeah. And you can be in a room where you spawn one of these things by the door, walk two steps into the room and spawn another one. <laughs> like there are rooms, like I think the movie theater and the recreation. Oh, deck. yeah. Yeah. Like like three times I ran away from that movie theater. <laughs> and for what? Because it was playing a Star Wars movie. But yeah, exactly. I'm not going to watch them with BB-8. <laughs> Start BB-8. The, um, but like, it just, it, I, I think this enemy is really badly designed because there's nothing to do about them other than they get the drop on them. Like if you shoot the thing first. Yeah. Um, I, I think that one of the analyte weapons will disperse them. Mm, but that is but yeah, so but the far down for that the tech is so, yeah, yeah, and the ammo is so scarce for those things. Mm-hmm. Like, they fire worms, and I, I only found, like, you know, 16 worms in the game or something like that. Like, I killed all of them on the worms. way here. <laughs> um, I did not find very many worms. So th- I, I think this enemy is really bad. Yeah. I hate these things. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's just funny to have just a whole bunch of bees flying, you know? I don't know why. It should, like, if you, like, it is, like, bees being, like, I can fight bees in real life. Like, mm-hmm. bees shouldn't be my cool sci-fi enemy in this game. <laughs> like, bees ain't no big deal, dog. <laughs> Like, they'll leave you alone. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so also, these... let's, let's talk about, I mean, it's all annoying enemies in this, like, this uh, section. Because yeah. they also introduced the uh, the spiders. Fucking the the lesser of the two spiders man. you get to. 
Um, but they're just so hard to hit. Like mm-hmm. the hitbox is so shitty where you're like crawling around on your knees trying to hit them with your, your crystal shard or your wrench. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, my, my wrench is just passing right through them as they're just damn, like they never miss me. Nope. They, they just, just run t- right at you and never stop. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. These things, the spider enemies in this game are the worst. Definitely. Like, other than the bees, like mm-hmm. the bees are the worst. Cyborg assassins are the worst. <laughs> Those turrets later are the worst. <laughs> Like it's just a series of the worst enemies. Yeah. And when one of these, uh, when when one of these spiders hits you, I I, I found that toxic didn't go down. Like, it doesn't it just, go. Yeah, it just stays there, and you have to like it is a mandatory go into your inventory and pray to God you have a detox patch. Yeah, or try to find a a, a sim or a, a, a replication unit. unit. Yeah. Right, and a replication unit's gonna have like juice, juice, armor piercing grenades, and you know, fuck all. <laughs> Yeah. And and just you know, but they don't they don't put like I mean they they kind of put toxic stems near toxic areas, mm-hmm. but these spiders start showing up everywhere where it's not like clearly delineated toxic areas anymore. Yeah, yeah. and so, so what'll happen is you'll kill one of these, and if it's doing a bunch of damage or mixed in with a bunch of other stuff, you will die while yep. you're trying to uh, stem yourself. Yep, super frustrating. Yeah, and then now the monkeys can now shoot fire. Yep, so which will one hit you if you're anywhere below full health. Yeah, like because they're big explosions. So mm-hmm. you essentially just have to quick load until you can get the drop on the monkey. Mm-hmm. Super bummer. Yeah. Um, also, there's a fuck you moment where it has you hack a keypad, and then there's just a military robot on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but laugh out loud. That was pretty that, funny. That was, that was funny. And that's what made me think, like, they want me to be quick saving this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. The, uh, so the, the, you, you find all these red friends around. There's one in, like, a trap room where they dump barrels on you despair only despair yeah. yep yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and then uh so you eventually you finish out this deck yeah and you can make it to five and uh which is recreation which i think is the coolest deck Um, so this is, like it says, the place where you go to just kind of kick back, put your feet up, and yep. do a little bit of simulated love. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, I mean, this is the first area where it's going to make sense to talk about the individual, like, kind of set pieces. Mm-hmm. Because they exist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, the Kind of the the, uh, the grand thing you're supposed to be doing on this level. I actually don't like the Easter egg hunt in this level very much. Like, the mm. thing you're doing. I just like the places you're at. I like the, the idea, idea of Easter egg hunt. It's kind of neat, I, but I do too. Like this idea that so the the humans have done a distress signal, but Xerxes is blocking it, and you need to uh, override it mm-hmm. um, by finding the codes that the humans hid, and they hid it in art. Mm-hmm. So there's these digital paintings around the room that yeah. you uh, kind of click through and eventually find numbers. Yeah, and, and they, you found <laughs> these before. We just kind of click through famous paintings, mm-hmm. um, and eventually, but now when you do that, if you click a couple times, you get like four you know and it's like okay four is one of the numbers great yeah um i love the rationale behind this because even you know that like these these worms are smart enough to operate machinery right like they're working (laughs) shotguns and things like that but they hide it in art because they figure that they're probably not going to like the classics yeah Yeah, (laughs) they're not going to get this it's like okay how do we how do we make this invisible oh let's put it in culture yep i dig that (laughs) quite a bit yeah. So this is just another excuse to kind of walk to the far ends of this uh, of this particular deck, uh, which is cool because it's taking you into some uh, into some pretty cool places mm-hmm. uh, like the aforementioned movie theater full of swarms. There's nothing really in the theater, but the vending machine full of snacks gets more expensive if you hack it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Trenchant commentary, guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's in the mall area. Mm-hmm. I want to say um, there's a casino. 
which is cool. I don't know if you actually can win, but you can play slot machines. Yep, it's just a way to get rid of two nanites one at a time. Yeah. Um, there is the uh, the the sex bot section. <laughs> yep. The, the sensual simulation units. Mm-hmm. Where this is kind of a fun little uh, puzzle thing, where you yeah. ta- you listen to an audio log where a guy like left all of his nanites mm-hmm. in a room. So then you know to buy that. You go to a vending machine where you can buy the door codes. Yeah. To go into these prostitutes' room, and you know which one to go to. Mm-hmm. You go to Nikki. That's where yeah. all the nanites are. All the rest of them, you get some minor items, but not yeah. usually a return on your investment. It's like 500 nanites. It's something yep. ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's the big shopping mall where they have like like, like narco chem or something like that. Yeah. Where you buy all your illegal drugs. I like that a lot. Yep. The um yeah, and the the audio thing with Xerxes over the thing saying there's only 164 shopping days left until Christmas, and by taking <laughs> just two extra shifts per week, you can find the perfect gift for everyone on your list. <laughs> Which is so sad. Yeah. It's super, it's super sad. <laughs> um, but as you're going around, uh, there's also that garden, which there's not much in there except a, a key to get you to a uh, uh, to to one of the other areas. There, there's nothing there except maybe a couple of handmaidens and a couple of shallow graves. However, the music is super creepy. The music in this game generally is really good. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's got that nice. Uh, it's it's a little bit. I don't know, like the, the, this and Deus Ex feel like such a pair. It's got like that techno kind of yeah, feel to like it, like really menacing. driving you generally menacing techno yeah um there's one really cool like kind of jump scare in the garden where you can fall through the vents mm-hmm. um down to where there's a a, a handmaiden or a, a wet nurse or handmaiden or whatever <laughs> um there, there, there's Other a game. there's an all power our pair <laughs> down there um and then she'll she'll get the jump on you which is super fun yeah um yeah so eventually you get to the gym we've seen this gym before because there's a window mm-hmm. um when we first get there and we see a human and he gets chased off by this huge creature. We don't know what it is yet. <laughs> uh, but eventually, once we get access to the gym, um, we actually can can deal with this creature. Mm-hmm. And the gym is fun. Like, there's, you know, there's a swimming pool, all these things. But eventually, we run into this thing. It's called the Rumbler. Yeah. That is a dumb name. I kept it on. Is, that is a dumb name. When I was taking notes on my index cards, like, like I, I think I've got Bruiser, Hulk, Batterer. <laughs> like, yep. I just kept forgetting what it was. Yeah, it, it's it's really tough, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you know, the Hulk or, or or Bruiser like already sound, you know, they, those sound fine. Yeah, Rumbler. Um, so these <laughs> are these are gigantic org. They're essentially the organic equivalent of security bots. Mm-hmm. Um, they just run at you and uh, try to hurt you, and you just have to take them out. Um, if you don't have anti personnel rounds, it will take you forever. Yeah, uh, literally forever. Like I'm still doing everything. <laughs> I never, I was never. I'm, edit- I'm edi- editing out his uh, his keyboard tests. Yeah, I'm just literally just clicking and walking backwards <laughs> in circles. Yep, trying you, to fire regular rounds of these things. You can kind of play Toro with them a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, um, I love their design because they're super big and goofy, and they're obviously an amalgamation of a bunch of bodies. But they've mm-hmm. got this kind of like open gaping rib cage mall in the center of yeah. their chest and if you look real carefully you can see that there's a there's a face on their shoulder that is kind of an erectus of pain so it's a little bit g burkany yeah and they um uh later when we learn how these things are made mm-hmm. that ends up being really cool yeah like we learn about like this seems like a, a compilation of flesh because that's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, and there are kind of logistics and an economy to how that even works. <laughs> yep. You know, which I like that a lot. Yeah. Kind of like, like, like shark, like the, the street sharks <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're kind of like standing. They kind of have these shark faces a little bit. They look a little bit like street sharks. <laughs> Yeah, but he, this serves as the boss kind of for this level. Um, you yeah. go up and you have all the numbers, but you have to put them in the right order. 
um, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of cool. You're not doing it under under duress or anything, but it's just like yeah. I will just try a couple of these and then feel a minor sense of uh, satisfaction when I do it. Yep. So now that you've uh, you've done so, uh, this weekend Xerxes is enough to where Shodan can give you access to the command deck. Yeah. Through the central elevator shaft. Which goes through the apartments. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good place for it. <laughs> um, you know, so you go to the, these little apartments, which are all really boring and Spartan. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing to those. Um, and then now it's like I don't think there's a lot I like for the rest of the game. Mm. There's stuff like, I like thematically. Oh, of course, like tons of like cool little story beats, mm-hmm. like a lot of little cool story beats, but nothing you're doing that's fun or places you're being that are that fun. Yeah, I feel like. Um, I don't know. I mean, did, did you have? much fun in any of these areas like oh. i did i don't think command is that good <laughs> no i think command is a little bit less egregious than uh, than the rickenbacker well except for the fact that you have to go back and forth to all the other decks in command like it's like it's giving you like a goodbye tour <laughs> of, of play it's like i don't need to go back to engineering like you don't need to ask me to do that you know <laughs> um, I, like the, the, that that was so short compared to some of the other stuff at least i kind of recognized or remembered what they were having me go to I didn't. Okay. They, they would be like, go to the, you know, go to the engineering, the, um, I don't know. The engine like core? The, the, yeah, the engine core. And I'm like, I went to like six different places that could look like engine cores. <laughs> you know, this all looks like engine cores to me. Yeah. So that bummed me out. Yeah. Yeah. That just, that like, that, that felt so kind of like tertiary. So, yeah. 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 It but, is unnecessary. Like, and that's the other thing too, is this is where the game starts feeling a lot like it's padded to me. Yeah. And you know, I can, if, if there was anything kind of more momentous, like the, the, the first real big story beat we got, like we had the, the intro and then we had the reveal of Shodan and a bunch of janitoring in between. And I, I realized that I say games need to be short from a, from a position of extreme privilege. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, I've I've got literally hundreds of other games waiting behind me for this, but like it just it feels so to the detriment of the work itself that yeah. it's here. Like they could have compressed that. Like I, take all the stuff that's in the Rickenbacker, get rid of the shitty stuff, and then just work it in. Don't make yeah. it a whole separate ship. Like this just sprawls way too much. And, and I, they I, do I, that with like you know Bioshock is more svelte and focused than this. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that, like it is a lesson they learned. It feels like it, it's a product of its time. Yeah. In that, like, of just this kind of more is more philosophy mm-hmm. in games, but it's not to the game's credit. No. Like, it's something that it's a game that I would have, have problems with. I'm glad I played in general, um, but I would have fewer kind of asterisks on the end of my my enjoyment if I didn't grow to resent it just from how much it wore out its welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, how few new gameplay tricks it has um, near the end and how, uh, you know, just disrespectful it gets about just mm-hmm. making me go from place to place. Yeah. Doing things that are not that interesting. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this and feeling upset, I'm going to be defensive here for a second. We are living the series like Merlin. <laughs> like we, we're, we're experiencing it backward in time. Right. Yeah. And I'm not here to take away the experience that you had with it in your, you know, like, like when it was contemporary. Cause I, I could totally see like, there, there's so much stuff in here that I recognize from later. Like this, <laughs> the, this is so foundational of a work well and so much stuff i actually enjoyed yeah you know but it's just it, this came out and it was a short year later until deus ex came out mm-hmm. and i was thinking about how much deus ex stands up 
Mm-hmm. You know, like we did Deus Ex for the show, and I love like I still really love Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. I played it when I was young, but not when I would not when it came out. Mm-hmm. You know, like I played it, you know, when I was still a grown ass man <laughs> when I played Deus Ex, and I think Deus Ex stands up really well. Yeah, like it is, you know, that's a really good game. It has really good systems. It's mechanically fun to do things mm-hmm. in that game, and this game is not that. It it trades a lot of that for really kind of great atmosphere mm-hmm. and some really cool ideas and and it's it's really important and foundational but it's not uh i don't think of it as the kind of like uber classic that you know a lot of people do and that's because of these kind of like from here on out yeah where it start, literally just starts feeling like you're just asking me to do things to to make more video game yeah you know um just and like just my jaw dropped when we get like they realized i had to go to another set of ships <laughs> yep. like just are you really are you kidding me because this really felt like i was going towards a climax this, <laughs> this was almost paced well for a little bit and then nope you're you're two-thirds of the way through the game it's like return you, of the king or the end of one of our episodes of this show it's true yeah it just <laughs> keeps going on and on with admin um go in the admin section command <laughs> so anyway just yeah. the, like a minor bitch about and yeah. just because so it's just so I don't say it every time this the next section it asks me to do something annoying. Right. It, it's just saving you guys the time of listening to me go on that a miniature version of that rant four more yeah. times for every new area. Let's get the poison out and yeah. talk about these um, on their own terms. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. So deck six is command. This is kind of a longer uh, deck for some reason. So long you have to take a tram up and down it. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. There, like that seemed weird to me spatially. Yep. So uh, it's a very top-heavy ship. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, spaceships don't have a top or a bottom. Um, but, um, but yeah, this is your, your, your kind of goal here is to figure out a way to get uh, Shodan's consciousness away from the ship because you're going to have to escape to the Rickenbacker. The, uh, and blow the, up the ship. Yes, the, 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 the Von Braun is a lost cause. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, you're, you're kind of moving through the, this tram to these different parts of the deck. Um, this whole area is crawling with spiders and assassins. Yeah, they replace um, pretty much every other um, yes. every other enemy with those. With occasional rumblers. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's that. Yeah. Um, and when you, uh, you start getting, you, you hear from um, Delacroix at this point, too, mm-hmm. as you're going through. Um, she gives you a distress, distress call, and she's in Cargo Bay A there, which is like, ugh. I don't want to go back to Cargo Bay A. <laughs> no, it's not back. It's another one. A different well, cargo yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what my, my first thought was. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I went back to Cargo Bay A. Oh, fuck. Because I've seen a Cargo Bay A. <laughs> like, that's egregious. Yep. Like, you'd, why would you have two yeah. Cargo Bays Ca- named Cargo Bay A call in this it, game? Call it Loading Bay A. Like, it's, but, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, it's it's like, and the other one might be like Cargo Bay AA or AB <laughs> or something like that. It's something very similar, but like, that was really annoying. Yeah. And then... Why I realized, oh, I didn't have to backtrack. Maybe I don't have to backtrack. And then the game immediately asked me to go back to Cargo Bay uh, pretty soon. So, uh, fuck you, System Shock. I mean, don't. I, I like you, System Shock, but that made me really mad. It's, it's funny. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, so you get that call. Uh, you also kind of get a, a sense of the plan because these analids, they are uh, using their uh, midwives to load eggs onto these uh, escape shuttles. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, they're going to go uh, go hit up Earth. Yep. You know, probably. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, we got a, a, a log from Kurenchkin talking about steering the ship back toward Earth to deliver the glory. Yeah. Everybody yeah. Yeah, Everybody wants to try to put the many on Earth. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So um, as you kind of go around here, uh, 
you also see these lovebirds again as they as they escape. You're going to come back here uh, for kind of the climax of uh, of this part. Uh, you, you generally head to the bridge, and I like the story here because it basically turns into the thing. Mm, everybody yeah. is paranoid of everybody else, and you get these logs of kind of conflicting stories about what other people are doing as opposed to what they themselves are doing. So you have to piece the stories together from a different perspective. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, once you actually get to the bridge, um, you need this this key in order to to do this stuff for showdown and kind of handle this stuff. So this is where you have to backtrack um, down to deck four, <laughs> get this card, and deck one to the engine core in order to get showdown out. Yeah. So this is the actual backtracking it wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get back, the situation has changed. The analids are no longer, you know, they're they're saying fuck it and trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. Break for it. So showdown wants you to destroy the uh, two remaining shuttles. Yeah. And this is where Rebecca and Suarez, the lovers, get away. And yeah. uh, this is also, um, I, so I had a graphics mod in while I was playing. Is it the mm-hmm. case in yours where there are women with gigantic breasts hanging out of their shirt? Not remotely. Really? Uh, nope. Yeah. Huh. I also see a bunch of, uh, I, I also see a bunch of uh, screenshots of this. So it might be other people playing with a very similar mod. Yeah. Um, it is egregious. And I'm kind of sick that I installed that. No, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. That's weird. That's gross. You shouldn't be made horny by dead bodies on the ground in system shock too if people whoever made that mod shame on you yeah for, for making those breasts uh salacious in any way shape or form yep so no good womp i just wanted to make sure because i thought it was weird i thought it was a strange decision i did it i did some searching and i saw the same thing and i figured yeah. that was a decision that they made and that would have been I mean, very sad if they're if they're if they were in my version Mm-hmm. They were so low fidelity as to not be notice noticeable, really. Okay. They definitely didn't look like big, like Laura Croft, you know, pokey titties. Yeah. Popping on the ground. Yep. But they okay. were there for me. I don't want to take us on too much of a derail of that, but I just Bummer. wanted to confirm. Uh, you destroy one of these shuttles uh, by putting a shield resonator on and Shodan uh, celebrates by saying you have murdered their young. Yeah, um, that's really great. And uh, this blows open the door to uh, Cargo Bay A, uh, which previously was inaccessible to you. Um, and this is where uh, Shodan tells you, hey, don't go in there. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. should disobey Shodan. Yeah, you have to go in there, which is kind of a cool little like thing. Oh, do you? you? Know, you, if you want. Um, I think so. I think you um, did. Did you, did you not? I thought you had to, to to move forward the game. Maybe I just couldn't imagine why you wouldn't right no i uh, <laughs> you you don't have to go in there there's nothing in there that helps you proceed as far as i can tell it's mm-hmm. just delacroix's body and um and, and her log which talks about shodan's plan for the ftl drive and for her servant which is you um mm-hmm. but there's like after you do this you it, it uh it, it ostensibly opens up the door to the umbilical yeah yeah so i i thought that going and checking out the corpse or something did that as mm-hmm. just kind of weird arbitrary gating mm. like i didn't think i thought it was essential but i could be wrong about that no um the the umbilical um you think that you're going to be able to can move on to the rickenbacker <laughs> at this point oh, oh joy but there's another <laughs> uh there's somebody else who has set up a psychic force field to stop you which like they can do that okay <laughs> um because uh crunch uh crunchkin wants you to uh, come to the bridge and yep. talk to him so you get to backtrack some more um to to talk to him and do an actual like a boss fight yeah um Um, again something that'll become a regular enemy later on in the game but this is this is upsetting because this still has karenchkin's consciousness he is speaking to you and he is straight up saying resistance is futile which is yeah what um yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, he is very much um, presenting himself as a gigantic squid imploring you to join, floating mm -hmm. and shooting side beams at you. But even more disturbingly, he is a puddle of goo that has a spinal cord with a brain sticking out on it in another room that is projecting that thing. I like that a lot. I like that yeah. part of it. Um, this idea, because if you kill the projection, if you kill the squid, it comes back. Mm -hmm. Squid's always going to come back. You had to kill the squid, then go kill the, the real squid, <laughs> then go kill the final squid. <laughs> yep. And then no more squids. It's a real three squid situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic game with three squid Monty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so th that's, step that's right the boss up, Step right up. <laughs> <laughs> Winner gets a leak in his eye. Yeah, which, which one? Where's the, where's the, where's the lady? Find the pearl. So, so that's you know the last little task you have, to, the little task you have to do, um, killing this villain and checking him off the list before you head to the Rickenbacker, um, <laughs> which is not insignificantly huge. Nope. Like this is a huge. This is like bigger than most decks on the ship. Yep. Um, it has ooh, two. Boy. It has two decks on it too. There's yeah. pod A and pod B. Ooh boy. <laughs> And then they give you, like, one of the more tedious things they can ask you to do, which is Shodan says, hey, there are 16 eggs on the ship. Uh, kill them, and you can't move on until you kill all of them. But I don't know where they're at. Uh, <laughs> and also, there's no map. There's just a cutaway. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you've had a map screen the whole time. You can take OS upgrades, like I did, that will fill out your auto map. That'll just make yep. it so you can see the entire thing. But you step into the Rickenbacker, and it just shows you you're on floor A or floor B or maybe on the bridge. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's trash. Like the finding the, these <laughs> finding these eggs is, is awful. Yeah, it's really frustrating because like they're they're hidden. So again, it's the kind of thing where you metagame it and you think like I'm going to go to a terminus. There's going to be an egg there. Nope, they're just going to be on the ceiling on or, or some shit in in weird random places. Um, like I just ended up I knowing about this and then my roommate uh warned me and said like finding the eggs is bullshit <laughs> and then finding the many is bullshit. <laughs> and he was telling me all the things that were bullshit that I had to look forward to. Um, and uh, so I was just like, I need to be, I don't want to be in the situation where I don't know which egg I missed. And I'm <laughs> frantically Googling for like, what is the most common egg that people miss? <laughs> so I was just like in every room, just like scanning and just slowed my progress to a crawl. Yeah. And it's like when my patience was already really low, like I really wanted to be done with this game at this point because I felt like it should have ended there. Mm -hmm. That would have been a good place to just cut to the end. Um, I mean, I get why they couldn't. You had to re resolve these storylines, you know, but I, I really felt like pacing wise, that would have been a good length for the game. Mm -hmm. um, so I just every room, just scanning every little bit of surface looking for these eggs. And then you have to do um, it again in the body of the many, too. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is boy. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Ken Levine. So I got your, you know, like you, you told me, hey, look up a, a get a guide, and I was like, I just know a guy, any guide that I read is going to be, and step into the next room and turn left, and behind this nondescript piece of machinery, yeah, like, and I'm just like, okay, did I miss this? I can't follow it. Um, so I I went through the whole ship, and then I, I had no idea how many I missed, and there's a great screenshot walkthrough. Yeah, actually, yeah, that, that's actually really good. Yeah, I, I was gonna, like, uh. If not a guide, like a map is really useful for that too. Mm -hmm. If you can find one, because there's surprisingly like little, like for as much of this game as lauded, there's not that much kind of stuff yeah. online about it. Like the the Wikipedia, the the System Shock Wikipedia, or the Game Facts entries are not very robust. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, so I I made a go of it. I missed like two of the eggs, which is just the right amount to piss you off. 
Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I almost want to say there's cool story on the Rickenbacker, but mostly it just feels like padding. Like, I don't know. It like, feels really like padding. I, I like your notes here. They start getting angry. Because the next <laughs> well, note also... you have here is this fucking turret ladder. In fact, fucking turret everything. <laughs> also, rumblers everywhere. Yep. Which is a pretty good description of this. Like, here's an enemy that previous to this was a kind of a climactic enemy that was resource intensive to take out mm-hmm. and added a real sense of kind of danger. Now they're constant. <laughs> Here's two, three, four at a time, mixed in with some droids. Fuck you. Th- that turret section, like, that throws any kind of, you know, diegetic ship design out the window. Like, mm-hmm. what would be the purpose of that? <laughs> like, this hasn't been taken over. Like, this is, you know, this area is just now being taken over by the many, right? Or, like, this it was taken I... over less less recently? I don't know. Like, that's that... what we're led to believe. It's not as, like, nearly as corrupted enough to where they're, like, going to go and, you know, just imagine these little spiders and monkeys carrying turrets and placing them in, in new more <laughs> annoying areas yeah um the regular turrets the ones that are from the ceiling are really annoying too because they do mm-hmm. so much damage oh yeah the laser ones yeah yeah those things are intense mm-hmm. like not the ones that look like they come out of barrels but the ones that like actually hang from the ceiling yeah like the ones that those those, those, like burst. guns with the long barrels yeah also yeah. terrible hitboxes on those you're just gonna so, shoot and so shoot. bad yeah yeah <laughs> um, so if there is any story here it's mostly about the many um and you're getting a little bit of a sense of how they operate not fully that's going to come later but it's the idea that they are um getting all these people and including Kerenchkin, to submit to this biomass right yeah um to kind of confer their flesh and their consciousness uh to stop being part of the discord and start being part of the harmony and be kind of repurposed into these other forms yeah yep yep did you um I'm I'm not saying in the notes, did you uh find Diego? No, no, I didn't. I, I figured that I found him in the in the church, but No, no, no it's 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 previous to that. It's when you um mess with the gravity here and then you go um over to the other deck and everything is upside down. Yes. You eventually go to the it's it's through the I wanna say it's through the med section of that. Hmm. You find him? Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's a. Uh, I remember it's... getting a. I got a a, a a radio transmission from him saying, "Hey, come see me. Uh, you're you're going to understand why I can't come to you, but I've shaken it off." And then I never found him. So I figured he, that it was just uh, he just got assimilated. I found I found his chamber. Um, it's where you find you get one of the um, the analid weapons hmm. from him, and it's one I'd already found. Like it wasn't actually that impressive that he gave me that, but I found um, one of the the super weapons um on him but he and he's just kind of like again super low fidelity so it's hard to tell exactly what happened to him um but he has a really good audio log on his body where he talks about the way he shook off the infestation was literally sawing off the parts of his body that were infested oh jesus and he just ended up dying from that hmm. like when you when he talks to you he's, he's weakened um when he talks to you but he doesn't end up surviving through that but, but he's just like i figure this is a cancer and you know, there's only one way to deal with cancer like you have to carve it out he, so that's uh, a really horrific story, this idea of, you know, this kind of stuff growing on him and him literally carving off parts of his body as they become corrupted. I kind of wonder if you switching the gravity killed him. Oh, that's a good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Like, I that's mean, interesting. If, if he was talking to you and you yeah. find him on the ceiling, <laughs> I mean, he yeah, probably I mean, he probably was already, you know, like there there's not much you can do with, you know, with Bob over there. But I don't know if you can get there before you switch the gravity. No, no. But I mean, just yeah. like the like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, something just, they force you to do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Maybe. I mean, I think his his audio log might say something about him dying of blood loss. Yeah. So it might not be that, but he's probably weakened. I'm sure mm-hmm. switching the gravity didn't, didn't help him. <laughs> he didn't do him any favors. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, just one more thing about getting these eggs. At egg 10, Shodan <laughs> says that she tires of this exercise. Fucking yeah. so do I. Yeah, give me a break. It is It is never a good thing. I've said this a million times. It's never a good thing in fiction where the characters are standing around criticizing the piece of art that you're in. <laughs> like people, like writers will do that as like, you know, as, as, as if it absolves them of bad decisions they know they're making. Mm-hmm. And all it does is let me know that you know you're making a bad decision. Yeah. Like, don't do it. Then. Yeah. I mean, like, if, it's not cute. If you're making a bad X to criticize bad X's, you're still making a bad X. Yeah. Be careful what you <laughs> pretend to be because you are what you pretend to be. <sighs> man. Um, oh, man. Of course you are. <laughs> but um, you have to go into this fucking tiny little dark hallway behind a steam gate in order to switch the gravity to get to a pretty cool area. Like, I like Upside Down Land. Mm-hmm. especially yeah, when it like gets it, it gets real think about it when you walk into the chapel and it's an upside down cross yeah yep yep yeah. the gates there's one are place open. where there's a chapel that's <laughs> yep. where the gates are open <laughs> <laughs> only analysts live here yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but uh, for as much as i don't like the rickenbacker there's cool things that happen in it as far as like the many are getting desperate and they start kind of bargaining with you mm-hmm. in these things which i like like they want you to join and they're being kind of sweet <laughs> and uh i like that and then uh shodan is just kind of like hey i was going to get rid of you but you maybe are useful what can i do to your meat to make you more useful mm-hmm. like things that are the closest thing it's the closest thing you know dark mom's gonna gonna come to saying i love you <laughs> like yeah well no it's uh it's it's the it's the parents uh trying to sweet talk the kid in the divorce yeah 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 exactly what yeah. can we do with your meat <laughs> um, you can cook it on the grill dad come on yeah yeah well as long as you keep it ice cold <laughs> um yeah yeah uh, um so after you destroy all the eggs and kind of go through this upside down area uh this is a pretty great reveal too i think it's a minor one but shodan shows you a scan of the outside of this ship which you haven't really seen you've had a couple of portholes but um mm-hmm. the scan reveals that the annelids and the many have just enveloped the ship they're wrapped around it like a rope of flesh mm-hmm. yeah i like that mm-hmm. that's pretty neat dig that but what it does mean is you have to go into another really annoying area which is actually into the many yes um you have to use an escape pod to shoot into the heart of the many like okay all right here we Um, go (laughs) just kind of like do we really have to go to a third bar tonight like i just i kind of want to go i kind of want to go to bed (laughs) if you like you if you want to drink another beer let me just get a water and we'll hang out here (laughs) like it's fine um yeah so th- this i i really hate this area like there it is kind of creepy so, so you get you go into the biosphere or whatever of the many mm-hmm. um which you're in a meat tunnel where shodan can't talk to you um you make really gross walking noises <laughs> when you walk but i don't like the things you do here no and it is too hard and sucks too much of my resources mm-hmm. because there are too many fucking rumblers and all of a sudden, radiation, which was not that big a deal for almost the entire game, now will nearly kill you because they the most radioactive place in the entire like nuclear powered space station is in the middle of an organic heart of, <laughs> of this this creature. Yep. <laughs> so there's just organic water. There's also the uh, the squids, which are going to take pot shots at you, which do a tremendous amount of damage. Those and, squids suck. Yeah. Are there? I couldn't find their like their hosts. Oh, neither could I. Yeah, I don't know if they exist. I think they might just be permanent, like, turrets that oh, just neat. respawn. Yeah, like, great. Yeah, good decision. 
<laughs> love it, especially in a game where like there's a lot of in a section where there's a lot of verticality, mm-hmm. and when the entire game is not trained me to do anything with that. <laughs> like all of the you know the floors are not straight here, which is fine because it's organic, but things are always at weird angles to you mm-hmm. that you're not used to like looking at or looking for. Yeah, yeah, yep. And it just the, the the way the textures map make it very hard to discern where paths are. Yeah, it's, a, it's just really ugly too. Like mm-hmm. it's something like this kind of the, the this level of of model and everything works really well for a ship, which is essentially just big ugly flat surfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but this organic stuff that would, could require more nuance to kind of to make it work doesn't yeah. work. And this is done. I mean, obviously it was ten years later, so it's done a lot better. But like, if you want to see this done right, look at like a uh, uh, Dead Space Two. Or uh, Gears of War 2 has a really good section where you're, like, walking around inside of a beast. Like, like it's not—this isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. It's just very poorly done here. Um, and that kind of lack of visual fidelity, um, it's not just when you're looking for bleep, bleep and bloop and boxes. Um, yeah. It's when you are—so there are these sphincters that are kind of, like, held tight. And you get an audio log that says you need to shoot these nerve bundles, which just look like polyps on the roof of the of which, the like, cavern. You're in, you're in goddamn polyp city. Uh-huh. Everything looks like a polyp. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing but polyps here. <laughs> like, it's gate four. Only polyps live here. <laughs> like, there's no—like, I don't understand why, like, they decided to make one dumb organic thing— <laughs> you know be be the key to this mm-hmm. but when you when you eventually do that like your reward is getting these big fucking stupid teeth like how stupid <laughs> are these piston teeth i love it it's so it's so, so it's like foreshadowing for the ending <laughs> like the legendarily god dumb goofy humor of system shock 2 like it's so they're so stupid looking because <laughs> they're just like the, the many which is an, or a big organic heart happens to have three gigantic teeth the size of buildings in it <laughs> that are random and and shunt in and out of a thing like like <laughs> a dog sheep. penises out of a sheet <laughs> like <laughs> and they make a terrible noise yeah it it's unreasonable <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's it, it's, it's, it's really bad yep. it's really dumb so <laughs> let's talk about what's cool here yeah uh, like there, there are like so i like the fact that like the ship has kind of come apart in this yeah so there's part where you're like you're going into little rooms of the ship that mm-hmm. are still kind of corrupted, but then you open a door and it's just a big flesh wall. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, I dig that. Yeah, quite a bit. I, I love that the grasp is so all encompassing that it even keeps the vacuum of space out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Into that, and then some of the logs are cool here. Yeah, so you follow this journey of Prefontaine, who is the precursor mm-hmm. to Frank Fontaine, <laughs> yeah, um, and the precursor to Holland Fontaine. Yeah, um, it's this um, great, great. <laughs> great 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 grandson <laughs> because time is cyclical um <laughs> oh wait no uh, other way around sorry yes um but um but yeah so this is a scientist who is kind of like enveloped in this and he is going through with tremendous rigor considering the fact that he's being dragged <laughs> along the ground ready to be ground up into slurry to be re- reconstituted and he's talking about them like they're the fucking zerg like it appears that the smaller ones take smaller resources than the larger ones well that, that's like the kind of neat thing about this is that they assimilate this organic matter mm-hmm. but they they say like oh it's a blessing because like man i just realized how awful i hate it is that the i'm, I'm apoplectic about this <laughs> that we have this audio log right before this emboss uh-huh because the game is just now telling us hey 
it's a great thing that they can't just make as many monsters as they want. <laughs> they they mostly make spiders and small monsters because they only take a little bit of matter. Uh-huh. But the big things, the rumblers, take a lot of matter. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness, because having that many rumblers would be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> and boss, infinite rumblers. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you just told me that's not what they can do. What a weird choice. <laughs> well, they're throwing everything they've got at you. They can just reassimilate them later. Yeah. But I mean, they just said it was a limited resource. They literally just said it was, they couldn't do that. I suppose. So no, they can't. They literally just said they can't. I just let you get away with that as if like, oh, that's a good excuse. But no, they they just say that you can't do that. Gary, it's time for me to glitch. I am Levine. I'm actually, I'm actually going to glitch that. Oh man. So so yeah. Prefontaine is cool. His dispassionate observations, pretty neat. Um I like the big like leap that you take into the into that gigantic lake. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like the I like the sense of scale that there's a gigantic lake mm-hmm. here. That's gross. Yeah. Um but you, you eventually you're making your way to this end boss, uh, the brain <laughs> of the many, which is like the 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 shock games have not known how to do boss fights um in their entirety. Like that's never been a thing. Right. You know, even my favorite ones, like Big Daddy fights are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Sister fights are great. The actual bosses, though, like the Emboss of Bioshock, the Emboss of Bioshock 2, which it like eschewed an emboss in, in favor of like a big kind of arena thing because they knew it was bad. <laughs> you know, bosses in Infinite are legendarily bad. None of the bosses here are good mm-hmm. either. Like the first Rumbler encounter is kind of cool and intense, and the first Squid encounter is kind of cool, but it's not great. These last two boss fights are stupid. Yeah. Um, this is the idea of this is that like, there, there are these squid turrets who hang around and shoot you. There's this big uh, uh, heart in the middle of the room with these little, like, very Lisa Frank-like little stars <laughs> yep. that don't look like they're organic at all. Like, just little, you know, star.jpegs <laughs> flying around. And then just infinite rumblers yep. chasing you around uh, a room. Um, and that's it. Yep. And there's nothing to indicate that there's infinite rumblers. There's a limit to how many there can be. There's like, you know, six at a time. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me, you run away and uh, shoot them because I don't I want to figure out how to beat this puzzle boss. Yep. But then once you get the last one dead, six more just pile out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. And that's when you reload. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if you're, if you're lucky enough to have like a save that makes sense to reload that, you should reload it because it's it's just – so the idea is you just circle strafe and hope to hit these stars. Right, which again, hitboxes. Yeah, the hitboxes being the strength of this game. And like it's so – rumblers run really fast. Like mm-hmm. I, you get these – we didn't really talk about uh, tonics. Yeah, oh, not, yeah, not really. Like the, the, the these are implants you can use that uh, will beef up a certain stat. Yeah, for for a time, and they drain like energy drains, and then you recharge them at charging stations. And I kind of like them; I think they're kind of cool mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also get like so they're you know you put in your speed boost, so you move a little bit faster. I chose the OS up, uh, upgrade that let me move faster. Me too. Um, and then uh, I use a speed um, syringe to move really fast to get away from these mm-hmm. these rumblers. So like I was really doing something that you want to do at a game where I'm like using all my resources and strategizing mm-hmm. and how to figure out how to beat this like overwhelming force of six of these really hard enemies at once. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of into it, right? I was like, oh, this is taking all my ammo. Like this is this is really hard. This is that uh, end of Resident Evil resource drain fight. And then just like the despair on my face when six more rumblers just came in. <laughs> and it wasn't like, a good despair. It wasn't no. like, a, you know, oh, man, they really got me. What a what a cool twist. This is there was nothing uh, to indicate that you were making the wrong decision. In fact, those are the most pressing threat on you. 
Yeah, totally. Like I didn't I didn't mess up. Like <laughs> there's so many times in this game where you fail without actually making a mistake or like you get shunted into a fail state without making a mistake and that never feels good. <laughs> and it happens a lot with these and these a lot of the design choices in this are especially around scarcity are designed to do that to you mm-hmm. in this game. And like I it's just it's a bad it's bad. Like the, those parts of it are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and, and it's it's frustrating because there's so much that I want to love. But like this, this boss fight is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It is bullshit. And yeah. the next one's not that much better. Like they, <laughs> you know, they don't know how to do this. Nope. Um, so anyway, so eventually you, you, you kill that and then you uh, descend after you kill the stars, you kill the brain itself. It'll start taking damage or like shield stars or something. <laughs> and then, uh, then you can descend down the spinal like cap radius column yeah. <laughs> into the, the final section. Yes. yes. I like that descent. Because yeah. it just get it's it's windier and windier. It's like something out of Half Life until finally it's just darkness. Yes, and you wake up in this kind of weird area um, where uh, it's it's like the, it looks like a laser tag arena. <laughs> well, no, um, it's it's just a ship. It's just the bridge at the start. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. as you move on, things get weirder and weirder. Uh, first tipped off by the floating logs. Yeah, so I, I dig this. Mm-hmm. The idea is that Shodan is using the FTL drive to like reform reality, which that really sounds like you know fakey, you know, <laughs> like some some real fakey dumb science to me. But like, fair enough. Okay, I'm, um, I'm down. Like, just whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just I didn't want to be beaten into whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm whatever too, but I got beaten into whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, I I, I just I like the way that that hallway. Uh, that, that that Tron hallway, the laser tag mm-hmm. one, just is sticking into the bridge, like out yeah. of where it ought not be. And it's such an obvious, like, okay, the rules don't apply. And I love it when a game goes off the rails like this. Yeah, I do too. I just wish it was a little less, like, you know, pseudoscience y. Yeah. Or just, you know, just kind of like whatever mm-hmm. if she If she was, if this was like a battle for your mind, because it, totally. ends, it, it ends with the rejection of Shodan, right? And like yeah. if, if you were the last thing that she could jump to as the systems of, of the of the totally. Rickenbacker, you know, and and, and it, it was like in the reveal, and but she's you, just like doing you, this to yeah, you. Yeah, you just you just thought of like a, a thousand times better way to do this. <laughs> like leave the FTL out of it. You succeed in your your whole thing, and Shodan actually goes into your brain, and none of this is happening. Mm-hmm. Done. Like it doesn't require any stupid like oh through the power of warp you can you bring cyberness into reality. Mm-hmm. You like, it literally says she's going to turn space into cyberspace. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, like there's just like it, it took you like two seconds to come up with a better way to to handle this. This is me. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's just it, it, it's it, boy, the goodwill at this point is just like rapidly like <laughs> draining down down into into the toilet. Um, at least for me, like it, it is. I'm on board with like again, like it's kind of weird. It's a surreal environment mm-hmm. and stuff. But I just did this many thing. I'm really angry. This yeah, um, the, the the theming buoyed me like yeah. a, a little bit. But I was I was very much ready for the game to be over. Totally. Yeah. Um, so essentially, just Delacroix just says like just says like, hey, Shodan's a real bad dude, over <laughs> and over. But eventually says that she uh, somehow made fake cyber terminals, which, again, if that was inside your mind, that would have been better because then it would have been your, like, resistances. Yeah, she, like, programmed it, a backdoor into you because she figured something something was up. Yeah. 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 And uh, you go down this, like, this long, long, long drop um, down <laughs> to show that. Oh, uh, what's cool here is the, this uh, cyber space integrates parts of the Citadel from, from System yeah. Shock 1. That's yeah. cool. I like that a lot. 
Yeah, that's super cool. It, it would have had a bigger effect if I had played that game, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as is, it's still really neat, though. Yeah. I got to dig it. Um, but yeah, you take this long drop down into the I, boss I arena. I fell on that a lot. Like, the, the platforming in this game was hard, where I jumped down, and then maybe because I put all those speed upgrades in. <laughs> yep. But then just walk just off the edge. scraped against the... It happened all the time. Yeah. There's ledging in this game, but it mm-hmm. never works very well. Oh, no. We didn't even talk about that, but, like, that could happen sometimes, too, where you, like, make a jump, and if you just hold down the jump, you'll make it, you mm-hmm. know, because you just barely hit the edge, but you don't know until it's too late, and then by the time you hit jump, it's, you know, you have to be doing it the entire time, um, which is a minor nitpick. I'm not really complaining about that in, yeah. in light of everything. <laughs> But eventually you make it down and you get to the end boss of the, the game, the, the showdown fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way the, this fight works is that you're in a, a circular room or like a, in a donut shaped kind of room mm-hmm. with uh, showdown just kind of hanging out, shooting lasers at you from the center. She is she is Zordon from Power Rangers. Well, she uh, she appears as like an avatar, too. Oh, yeah. Like she's like she's Zordon. But then there's just showdowns walking around. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's showdowns everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you kind of go around in a circle, um, hitting these, uh, uh, hacking these things um, <laughs> on electric panels. So they're electrified half the time. Yeah. And if you haven't, like the best way to do this, and I didn't do this, but I thought about it afterwards, would be like, oh, if I had saved four of those auto hack things. Yeah, the ice picks. Yeah, this would have been great. Um, but I didn't. Nope. <laughs> and also, I I shudder to think how this fight would go if you did not put any points into hacking. Oh, good night. Or how yeah, the like, game would go if you didn't put any, any points into hacking. But like, a lot of the hacking stuff does feel optional since you can destroy cameras and everything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the treasure chests you get out of hacking, like it's good stuff, but it's not strictly necessary. Mm-hmm. So you could probably get through the game putting like three into hacking or four, you know, <laughs> um, and still be okay. But these this last part would be really really hard. Yeah, I'm um, doing that, and that does that cardinal sin, which is like the troika thing of like. Any play style is valid, and then in the end, one play <laughs> until, style is valid. Until yeah. we say otherwise. <laughs> exactly, until yeah. we get to the end. Yeah. But so you're, just, yeah, you're running away from these little miniature, like, showdown, like, full-body showdowns. Mm-hmm. With crazy um, they headdresses. Like, they look like um, Danger, the, uh, the X-Men oh, character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look like Danger, mm-hmm. um, which is the sentient Danger Room, which is a kind of a riff on showdown, kind of anyway, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they look like Danger. And then you, you Zardoz is in the middle. Zardoz showdown. You shoot Zardoz. <laughs> Zordoz. Yeah, you, so you, yeah Zordoz. You, shoot, you shoot Sean Connery. <laughs> yes, you shoot, he's, he's dressed up as as, as showdown. <laughs> Crushing my balls. Making my dinner. So. Who's the dog now, man? <laughs> Who's that dog now, man? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I just, I love that this is a two and a half hour walk to a BDSM joke on Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> okay um but we have to get to this ending don't lose don't get too distracted yet oh. because just when we thought this stupid misguided this thing has to happen yep so <laughs> you deliver the final shot and then you get this uh this this pre-rendered cutscene, mm-hmm. and everything about it is misguided yeah from... nothing nothing works from here on out like this game like has aspirations to be kind of deep mm-hmm. right like and it it succeeds in a lot of ways. Like there is this idea of this technology versus uh, uh, te- uh, organic, you know, or, or life or collectivism versus individualism. Mm-hmm. You know, there's these kind of thematic things that are cool and little miniature horror stories that are really effective. Mm-hmm. But the way they decide to end it, <laughs> so, so Shodan's giving you like the come to Jesus speech. Yeah, you know, like uh, uh, you know, hey, you could join me. We could rule the world. Like you're very powerful. 
etc and then and what can you is there a way to cut it in cole oh for sure i already dropped okay. the marker man okay um, yeah just, I, but just before i do in. that i want to just have everybody picture you see your character's face for the first time you have no reason to ever see your character i don't need mm-hmm. to know that he has these crazy goggle eyes yeah um i don't know i don't which even is, know, know what one character looks right yeah but it's just a design from shadow run <laughs> it, it's it's sub shadow run yeah. like it is a really bad dumb design your guy looks like an idiot like he's he's like a, a goggle monster with a bowl cut um <laughs> but but shodan says you know join me and we can we can take over the universe and act as god she still wants you to be her avatar and then well let's just play it join me human and, and, and we can move and we can move together nah Word log, Tommy Suarez, 13 July 14. We've just received a hail from a crew member on board the Van Braun. They've managed to regain control of the ship. We're going to turn around and head back. I'm a little concerned about Rebecca. She's been acting strangely since we've come on board. She's asleep now. Maybe when we get back to the Van Braun, we can... Tommy, what's the matter, lover? Don't you like my new look? <laughs> Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I, why would you do that? Nah. nah. And then that scream, that like fake, that's the scream that Tim and Eric use when they want to make fun of something. Like, yeah. that's, that's the scream that Spaghetti makes when they show the slow motion replay of Spaghetti trying to spook somebody and failing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then her her expression, too. Like, that That's something else. She too. looks like she stepped on a Lego. <laughs> like it's so bad and well, like it's a nano block if it was i suppose so, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah um but um and then it cuts like it's, it's like jump cuts to a bunch of different angles on this flat screen thing as as she yeah. like breaks apart and i have no idea what happens to anybody like i don't know what happens to, well i know what happens to shodan i don't don't know what happens to my character but he's not even a character like it doesn't it doesn't matter so they shouldn't have like introduce the question yeah it's well, also you get the distinct feeling like it's supposed to be kind of badass oh yeah no this yeah like, th- this is his one-liner it's his one line in the game he's gone through he's seen all the arguments he's been manipulated you know he's cooperated with showdown because it was the only option <clears throat> and she was helping him take down the more immediate threats and i'm gonna deal with you later all this kind of stuff we have like everything should have just been my own running like dialogue i'm not saying yep. make, make it so i can choose don't make it like half-life where there's a you know a shitty non-choice at the end but like like, don't do that. Don't make this yeah. an action game. Yeah, it, it it doesn't like he turns into Duke Nukem. Yep. For the ending. And I don't understand understand why. It's, it's so dumb. And then but it doesn't it just gets worse. Uh-huh. Like it's not boy. So 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 we have that and it's ridiculous. And then we get to this audio log from from Suarez and Rebecca. We're we're showing the 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 escape thing, the one happy ending mm-hmm. of of the Van Braun. Um, and, and, and Suarez is like, man, Rebecca's been acting real weird lately. And already my eyes are so far back in my head as to like be looking at my, you know, my, my brain. 
And then it, then she steps out of nowhere. She has crazy Shodan, like Medusa hair. Yeah. <laughs> like she's a half Shodan, half Medusa. Mm-hmm. And says, uh, don't you, what's the matter? Don't you like my new look? Which is a classic thing for Shodan to say. <laughs> like that, that's exactly the kind of villain that she is. She's like a pithy, you know, like a villain that would show up in like the, the Swamp Thing series. <laughs> you know, like, like not, you know, this super cool ice queen that we've been seeing this entire time. Like she's never shown any vanity. Like it's not like that's not in her. Like nope. she doesn't she doesn't consider humans. I mean, it seems like really nitpicky to complain about this thing that just sounds like an eighties action movie one liner, but like it's so inconsistent with her character. I mean, so I will say, like, she is remarkably human for an AI, right? Like she she is petty in a way that you don't she's see you petty but like... not vain. Like there's no she never refers to her flesh or like she, anything like that. She like, never she's does, a, but she's taking physical form here and she knows how to manipulate people and to catch somebody off guard. He, she knows that she has taken something away from this guy and wants to make him suffer and squirm. Yeah, I can see that. It's super goofy. Like I feel stupid defending it, but, but it's like I, like I, I can kind of I can kind of see it, but it's still dumb. I don't feel like that's earned. Yeah. If that's the idea is that like, oh, she's actually weaponizing her sexuality and his affection for her towards him that doesn't mm-hmm. come across well enough in this one line yeah at the end of this this game that had nothing to do with that mm-hmm. you know like that that was never a thing in this game like it just it still feels totally out of nowhere yeah to me and and not uh just not adequate <laughs> like it's it's too as much as i had a bunch of problems with this game that's like this is not a good enough ending for it <laughs> Like, th- this is not good enough. Like, I just want to send it back. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, this was a real mistake, guys. Like, you need to reconsider. Like, you you can't do this at the end of this, Ken <laughs> Levine. Like, it's just, this is not acceptable. I mean, I obviously I don't know if Ken did this. I'm just giving him yeah. a shot. Yeah. Uh, one, one assumes that he signed off on it or at least had to settle for it. Yeah. 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 And, and then that ends up being System Shock 2, mm-hmm. which it's it just like I – Man, my jaw dropped. Like I like I beat him. Like what? Oh, all right. I'm you know like I had that really strong feeling of like. And then also, I don't think like did I wonder how the first system shock ended because the idea of just like oh it's not over like also seems dumb. Mm-hmm. Like you could, it's it's like I understand them wanting to make it so there could be a system shock three. They could have just done that. Yeah, they don't need to make it like what if Shodan escaped on this escape pod with no <laughs> previous hinting of that at all. Yeah. You know, what stories does that open up? Oh, Shodan ends up somewhere else. Shodan like, on Earth. Like it just ends up being like it becomes it goes like from alien, you know, an early good alien movie to one of the bad alien movie where they have to increasingly find ways to involve the aliens. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised this ending isn't more famous. I saw too. that. And like that should pop up on as many top 10 lists as Shodan's reveal. Does. totally totally like this this is equally mind-blowing to me <laughs> um as like as a as a bad like a misguided ending or like bad video game voice acting mm-hmm. those compilations like the gnaw never shows up on there and the uh, <laughs> like never shows up on those but this is this is incredible yeah um yeah it's just it's just it, it's it's just a, such a sour note like i don't mm-hmm. i didn't want to go away from this being like bummed out you know like like I, and and again, this is really negative. Again, getting the poison out because this game is not without merit. But like, we don't go into these games like not like it, wanting to like them. Mm-hmm. And this was something I was really excited to play. This is so up my alley, yeah. right? Like these first person RPGs, I I love them. Yeah. Like this is one of my favorite genres of game. Mm-hmm. You know, like Deus Ex and Bloodlines and, and these things. I love these games. Yeah. Um, I love Bioshock. Like I, like 
I love those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and like up until kind of the last third, I was just like, oh, this says a lot of really neat things and kind of misguided ways. But I'm willing to just I still like it in spite of that. Like I get why people love this, because even though it's kind of poorly balanced and even though, you know, some of these systems don't work well and some of the enemies are really poorly designed and the combat's not fun. In spite of those things, it's like this atmosphere and the story that they're telling is unique and cool enough to get me in. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine myself at when this came out just being blown away by doing this really cool, deep sci-fi RPG. And there are systems we didn't even touch on. Like we didn't talk about weapon upgrades and, and things like that. Like there are a lot of cool things that are in this game. A lot of detail. And I was I was just ready to give it the total benefit of the doubt. And then just Rickenbacker on. Mm-hmm. It just is in a big suck pit. Like it's just it's it's just a bad game from that point on. Yeah. Like with a couple cool things that happen, but it just becomes really tedious and frustrating, and then ends with a big, you know, inappropriate fart. <laughs> you know, like a big fart at a funeral. Yeah. You know, the end of System Shock Two. Yeah. So, oh gosh, it was whenever we covered Bioshock. It was around the time that this was re-released on uh, Josh and then on Steam. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we we're like, oh, you know, we should wait a couple of years and then and then do that. And when it came time for us to reel up for our survival horror, you know, you you put forward the idea of doing it for the show. I was like, yeah, cool, obviously. But then I was like, okay, let's do this now. Like, I'm ready to play this. It's been a long enough time since I played a shock game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like let's let, let's go for it. And to a certain extent, like I, I walked into this wanting to like it. Right. Like I'm just like, it's, it's really a lot of, a lot of smart people talk about, you know, this being a good thing, a very formative game for them. And I can understand where all of that happens, but I'm, I'm upset to say that like, this is a game that beat me into submission. And on the whole, I can't say I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, again, there's good stuff there. I like horror, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's all, you know, like it's, it's got the foundations of things that I would like in Bioshock, but like, I don't know, like hang me up as a console casual or whatever, but I feel like Bioshock just did it so much better. Like Shodan is the only thing that this game does better than that. And you know, it's, it's, it's friendlier where it needs to be, but also like it does better, like individual contained stories, like each place that you go in Rapture has this kind of like Lord, you know, operating mm-hmm. over it, you know, like there's no really interesting. Yeah. And, there, yeah. There, like, there, there's no Sander Cohen in here. There's no, no. Uh, crazy plastic surgeon. Right. And, yeah. you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, I found, I like, for, for as, like, touchy-feely and soft as Bioshock is mechanically, I found it so much scarier just because. Bioshock, and, and Bioshock, like, it gets a lot of shit mechanically. Mm-hmm. Like, the shooting in Bioshock is not great. It's significantly better oh, yeah. than this, though. This, like, is, this, is, this, is, the, this is the Kingsfield version of shooting. Totally. Like, yeah. It, it, this, <laughs> like, this is, and, and, and when you're talking about, like, the console casual stuff, like, I, I'm way into really obtuse PC games. Mm-hmm. Like that's not like I, I, I could see that. That's I'm not saying that wasn't a problem for you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the problems with this game can't be explained away with that. Yeah. Exclusively. Cool. Like it is. I love obtuse PC games and can get way into them. Mm-hmm. It's and just they're more fun when you do shit. I like, you know, <laughs> I, I like games with really strict resource management that force you to, you know, make tough choices and like have these very tense situations arise out of kind of mm-hmm. like the natural way that the systems interact. Like all of that stuff is here. It just the numbers don't work. And even if I but, was operating with like a mod, I don't know how effective the mod was. It was just it, 
yeah it's, it's all, the, all the things they they want to all the aims of the decision they made were great aims mm-hmm. it's just the decision didn't work for it this is on the long list of watch out for fireballs games where i question whether it belongs in the genre it's in mm-hmm. you know and i was thinking about like what if this was like you you so what what does the the resource stuff the resource stuff and the the weapon degradation and the respawning enemies like what do they accomplish and what if you made this game in a different genre and did different things to accomplish those same things. Mm-hmm. Like just had spooky, you know, exploring a space station, doing things for for a malevolent AI. Um, but maybe you can't fight. Like they they reduce the enemies by ninety percent. Mm-hmm. You can't fight, and uh, you know they you because like um, like when, when, you, <laughs> when you can't like Resident Evil game. They one of the ways they ameliorate that scarcity of resource is that you don't have to fight everything. Right. Everything in this game will follow you until you go to a bulkhead. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're deep in a deck, like, that's it. Like, you can't do anything until you deal with the threat. Mm-hmm. So, doing that at the same time, limiting your ability to deal with the threats doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, avoidance isn't an option like it is in, in other games. You know, I mean, it is sometimes you can run away from some worms and go to a bulkhead. But, like, yeah. you can't just run through a whole deck because there are just too many enemies and they'll just keep having more. Like, mm-hmm. if this wasn't about that, if it wasn't a shooter, which that feels like a shooter mechanic, mm-hmm. you know, or it feels like um, – or just a clumsy way to increase a, a, a lack of feeling of safety. But, like, if this was like, oh, like, I can just hide from enemies, but there's only – like, there's one rumbler on the deck. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the, I guess that's alien activation <laughs> well, or something. Well, no, I mean, you're also describing a big daddy fight. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, you know, big and th- those. But I mean, but big daddy fights are mechanically great. Uh huh. I know. Like they're not, you know, those are that's the highlight of those games. Like mm-hmm. if but if there was one big daddy, you couldn't fight it or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't emphasize the combat when the combat's not fun. <laughs> you know, like don't don't lean into your weaknesses. Yeah. And that's what I feel like System Shock 2 does. It has a lot of strength. But a lot of them are just have shade cast on them by the fact that they lean so hard into their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like that's almost ultimately... out of like half-hearted obligation. Like they couldn't commit to actually, I don't know, executing them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that happens a lot. And I get it. Like it's, you know, it's complicated to make a game. There was a different market at the time. People mm-hmm. wanted different things. And the, uh, you know, they were under demands of, of kind of these legacy things. But looking at it as a piece of art, like it's really hard to say how successful it is or that it is unqualified success when it does those things. Like, um, yeah, I think I mean, I I think I came down on it like I think I do like it or at the very least I like that I played it and it does enough like it has enough like Deus Ex DNA and and Bioshock DNA for me to like kind of dig it. I will never play this again. Oh, no. (laughs) Like I like I have no desire to ever touch this again. Not in a million years. Mm-hmm. No, you know? I'm 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 done with it. This is this is not. Um, yeah, this is not good. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, it's not like I can't even argue with that. Like, I, I part of me is just kind of like I, I want to like this so much. I still I'm, have that I, kind again. Of like, I'm, I I say this is not good. There's so much good stuff in it. It just yeah, it, like it contains as, good as, as as an experience. And you know, there, there there's always that the, like the thing nagging in the back of my head. Like, do you are are you just resenting this because you have to do it for a show? It's like, well, I, I was under a little bit more of a crunch this time. But like, if I was just playing this for fun, I would have stopped. Well, here, that's the thing is I was wondering that, too, whether I was just resenting it because of the show. But I had played it before and I quit mm-hmm. um, at a certain point. And then I was like, oh, this would be a good excuse to force me to get past that. But when I did try to play this in the wild, I did get to a point and stop. 
Yeah. You know, that did happen. And mm-hmm. I wanted to, to kind of the show to kind of force me to get past that in the hopes that it would improve as opposed to the fact like as opposed to what actually happened, which was it got worse. Yeah. Like just like a game gets saggy, soggy in the middle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this. Yeah. This game is soggy in the middle in the end. Yeah. And the beginning part is has more high highs, but just like this constant yeah. low level hum of like low, you know, of lows. Mm hmm. I just say the whole game like I'm seeing so like in just a general sense, I'm getting so frustrated with games that aren't fun to play. (laughs) Yeah. Like I know there are things that you want to get other than fun. But like Mm -hmm. if a game's going to make me shoot things like I want the shooting to feel okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like is that that's not so crazy. No. Like like, it's like you just don't make me shoot things if the shooting is bad. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. And like that can be mistaken for like a desire for polish. Like, that's not and, what and that is. No, no. Like, I don't, you know, like, it, like, it, again, like, we, because it keeps coming on Slack. Like, Torment keeps coming on Slack when I'm sleeping, where people <laughs> talk about how they can't play it because it's too primitive. And it, it drives me nuts. I feel like they, they know my schedule and they're waiting for me to go to sleep so they can start talking about that. But, like, that game is not polished. You know, it's not like it is, it is really clunky mechanically. But even then, like, you spend less time in Torment fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, Torment doesn't lean into the fighting. Mm-hmm. There's one section where it's mandatory in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a game that has this weakness, but it leans into its strengths. Right. You know, I'm not expecting every game to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. That's 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 insane. Yeah. But, like, but you, you know, <laughs> emphasize your strengths. You can make choices about what battles you fight. Yeah, totally. And yeah. this game, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, this game, you fight all the battles. And, yeah. you do, and that's because, I mean, I guess... If you want to emphasize this danger and scarcity, that's really hard to do outside of combat. Oh no, no, I'm not talking about fighting all the battles literally in the. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I was thinking, I mean, you literally do though. It's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a it's a metaphorical thing, but it's also true. Like in Torment, you can choose your battles because you know combat is not good or mm-hmm. not important in that game. Yeah. In this game, you cannot choose your battles. Yeah, as a developer, you can choose your battles. Is what I was yeah, trying totally. to say, which is like, yeah, you don't have to do it. And, and again, market was different at the time. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to make anybody mad by saying these things. I don't like I'm not I don't think that we've been unfair about it. And if yeah. like if anybody's mad, like I don't I don't know what to tell you, like it shouldn't make you mad. We just had a different experience with the video game. Yeah. You know, that shouldn't make you mad. But uh, again, I wouldn't take your, your memories away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I could, I wouldn't even do it. But it, <laughs> it's just uh, I don't I feel like this doesn't stand up. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I like and it's. Again, games of a similar vintage and a similar amount of PC-ness do stand up for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I'm I'm played Deus Ex for the show and I love Deus Ex. I play it yeah. again right now. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I think that game, which is clunky and has just you know almost as many shortcuts and and complicated systems and the like, like actually works really really well. Yeah, um, I don't think this game does. Yeah. I just in my own experience, I've played the stuff that this is informed, and I like the stuff that it is informed. Better. Yeah. You know, so at the very least, like I'm glad it exists. Like it, yeah. it, it is responsible for a lot of good. Yeah, like you and, can't have Glados without without Shodan. Like you can't have Dead Space without a lot of the choices this game makes. And you and you can't have Shodan without Shodan. Yeah. And I'm glad I live in a world with Shodan. Yeah. You know, like that. That's great. Yeah. But yeah. you're 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 glad you live in a world with Sean Connery wearing a Shodan headdress stomping on your balls. Yeah, that, and I'm not glad. I need that world to come. Cool. <laughs> we must create it this world. Being, it's nothing to do with being glad. Um, it has to do with not getting, you know, decade-long blue balls from not getting a Connery fix on the old South Sack, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm just. You said South Sack, and I just immediately had the uh, uh, South Side by Moby. <laughs> going down, down to the South Sack. Yep. Um, any any final thoughts on uh on on the old system shock too? No. 
yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I, I've said enough about it. And like, again, if people are actually mad, like I'm not trying to hurt your feelings by not liking this game that you love. Mm-hmm. It's just, I didn't love this, like this game that you love. Yeah. So there's a difference. Yep. So Gary, what are we talking about next time? Uh, next time we're, we've already talked. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Castlevania. Um, so our next episode is our live episode from the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, um, going to be a little shorter than usual, but I mean, after this slog, I think that we can, <laughs> we'll, we'll just amend a bunch of decks onto the back of it. After you, after you explore it, we'll make it so you have to explore a smaller Castlevania and then a bio Castlevania and then a yeah. third Castlevania at the and, end. And then an upside down Castlevania after, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, but it works there. I like know. At, at some point we'll do Symphony of the Night and we can talk about why that works. In yeah, this I know. I, um, I, I totally was not shitty. On yeah, that. No, I know. I'm just saying just, you could be there. Somebody theoretically could like, Somebody could be like, no, they don't like extra stuff. No, it's not that simple. Um, but yeah, so we're doing, a, it's our live episode a little bit shorter than usual, but we think it's good mm-hmm. and uh, has a fun energy. And then we're going to, uh, the extra episode for that is going to have a couple of responses, but we still want to hear your responses to Castlevania. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also spend a half hour or so kind of reminiscing about the con. Yeah. And, uh, and have that on. So we're going to record that thing and that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. So send those in to um, duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, here and watch the uh, the social media for the deadline on that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. After that, we are playing the winner of our stealth game poll. I don't think this was um, announced as of the last episode we released, but uh, Thief Deadly Shadows was the winner by a hair, by like three yeah. votes, I think. Into it. Yeah. Excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, another game that, <laughs> that <laughs> while playing in the wild, I quit about two thirds the way through. <laughs> So, uh, and, uh, so, you know, I'm going to get a, a early start on that. So there's no chance that a divine is negatively affecting my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. And we've never done a thief game and those are, uh, you know, fundamental, like that's a big series mm-hmm. for the genre. And, yeah. uh, we like, you know, there's more to stealth than metal gear. Yeah. So, and, uh, if anybody's wondering why we're doing deadly shadows and not, uh, the dark project or the metal age, it's strictly because of the, uh, the structure of the game. Um, seems yeah. more interesting than the linear it's, it's interesting structure. It's a little bit more friendly as far as kind of newness. Mm-hmm. It has shale bridge cradle, which like <laughs> we both really want an excuse to talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, so that's why we're doing deadly shadows, but I played a, a smattering of thief one and like it, mm-hmm. um, quite a bit. So I like the, thief two a lot. Yeah. So the series is still kind of, you know, it's good all the way through. More or less, other than the new one, which I I haven't played, but it's not supposed to be very good. Yeah, it is not well regarded. I haven't yeah. played it either. But yeah, um, so the, or more looking glass DNA. Yeah. Hey, this is Cole. Sorry to cut in um, uh, two times in one episode. That kind of sucks. Uh, but um, I just wanted to let you know we called an audible on the game that we're playing after Thief, uh, just to provide a little bit of a break um, in both game length and also uh, game type. You're going to hear what we're going to do after this. But uh, after Thief, we're actually going to be doing Rocket Slime Adventure. Uh, that is a DS game that came out in 2006. Um, Gary's wanted to play this for a while, and I'm excited to give it a shot. But this is a, an, an action game uh, set in the, uh, the, the the Dragon Quest universe, and you play a cute little slime. Uh, so go ahead and grab that on the old DS and play along with us before we get to our, well, the big game that we had to put off because it's so big. Um, and then after that, we uh, we have our winter WRPG lined up. Yeah. 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 So it's going to, in retrospect, it does seem like a little bit 
like some sameness going on because these are all kind of first person games with some twist to them. Mm -hmm. But this is one I'm very excited about playing. Me too. Um, Yeah. So we are playing Fallout 3. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Classic. uh, Our our new kind of, you know, WRPG style that we kind of started last year with Morrowind where we do uh, break it up into three episodes and an extra episode Mm -hmm. Um, covering in its entirety. We're going to talk about the DLCs um, at least to a degree. Yep. Um, You know, if not covering them beat by beat. And yeah, I'm really excited to revisit in the wake of Fallout 4 coming out and uh, kind of visiting this. You know, I'm I'm in, in Team New Vegas mm-hmm. um, as far as the stronger game, but I yeah. really loved Fallout 3 and spent a lot of time with it. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to playing it again and examining that stuff. Me too, um, especially in comparison to Fallout 4, which is going to be, you know, it's like right around the corner and I'm probably yeah. going to be playing them alongside each other. So yeah. uh, looking at the series as a whole, um, this is probably going to be one of the first like one of the first series we complete. Um, because, oh, yeah. because like, I'm, I'm not, not doing new Vegas. Yeah. We'll do new, <laughs> new Vegas at some point. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm way into that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, this is, this is my favorite video game series. So I like the idea of giving it similar shrift to say like, uh, the souls born games, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess not similar, not the same amount of death, but depth, but keeping, uh, giving, keeping it in the foremost. Yeah. A thing. And we'll do, uh, in the spring, we'll do Silent Hill three. Let's let's throw cola bone. <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> I was I was I, that that was going to be the next one I want to do. So, uh, yeah. so sometime in April we're going to talk about Silent yeah. Hill three. I, I I mean I I want to play that. I, I know. wanted it on every survival horror poll that we've done and everything. <laughs> like I I really want to play that game for the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Don't people who are listening? Don't think that I'm keeping coal from Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, like I love no. Silent Hill two. I'm I, on the record as, as loving Silent Hill two and I, want to play Silent Hill. 3 I could have had us play uh, uh, Silent Hill three for this episode. I just thought the System Shock 2 would be a better idea. Yeah, what happened? Um, <laughs> ooh, oh, ooh, boy. Um, at the very least, we got it. It's like one of those big, again, I'm happy. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's a big a legacy big, game yeah. that like everybody, you know, that everybody loves. And so we got to get another sacrifice under our belt. <laughs> get another Metroid Prime on, under there. Um, oh. After... Like I, I love that you. I love that you mentioned sacrifice and Metroid Prime in the same breath. Yeah, just just, <laughs> just to twist the knife. Bring it. Um, <laughs> after uh, Fallout Three, I don't know. We don't have figured out what we're gonna do yet. But imagine it will be breezy. So so <laughs> expect like an NES game or a Game Boy game or yeah, something like a, like that. a like one of the Wario yeah, games Quest. or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So it's gonna it's gonna be something short and breezy. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that's it. If you have things to say about any of those games, uh, specifically about Castlevania, hit us up at that address, www.duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get those episodes one day early um, and interact, I mentioned Slack earlier, mm-hmm. talking about fun discussions where people are badmouthing Torment. Um, <laughs> if you want to go badmouth Torment while I sleep, you can uh, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash TV and uh, give us $2 or more. It gives mm-hmm. you access to a chat channel that uh, fans of the show are on and we're on with some frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really busy, so I haven't been interacting with the Slack as much yeah. as I want to. Because um, honestly, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not It's not an obligation. I just it's, like the people on there. And it's, it's way good too conversations. fun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really – it's a because when you go to the Slack homepage, it's like the new way to save time. <laughs> or, or like, you know, you'll never waste time again. It's like, <laughs> no, that, that's literally all this is. <laughs> like, this, 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 it's a really good conversation, but this is not – you know, it takes a lot yeah. of time. It is. A, it's a fun. It's a fun thing. It's not a, a productive thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. You should um, you should do that. We've been doing like semi monthly book club stuff and all kinds of cool shit. Like it is. You want in on this? Yeah. So I, I I agree. It is a fun place to be, and it's generally like a really awesome environment. Yeah, people are positive too. Like yeah. it's not. You know, people are not dicks, and we haven't had to kick anybody out, but we will. So if, <laughs> if anybody is on there, like starts you know ruining it, like we mm-hmm. will. You know, we'll try to stop them. Yeah. But I am confident that won't happen. <laughs> um uh we mentioned at the beginning of this episode but we have duck stream coming up 
Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So duck stream, uh, November 21st and 22nd, mm-hmm. um, is, uh, our 48 hour live stream to benefit transactive gender center. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still figuring out the schedule and everything, but, uh, if you go to duckfeed.tv forward slash duckstream 2015, is that mm-hmm. correct? Uh, no, just duckstream. Just duckstream. Um, if you go there, you'll, you can see some kind of information on that, um, as it becomes available. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we recommend, uh, you know, tuning in, watching, interacting with us and, uh, and donating if you're able. Um, I'll tell you one thing during the, the Portland part of it, when I feel like we're sufficiently tired, um, we are going to, uh, one, we're going to do some reenactments of 999. <laughs> Two, um, as a donation incentive, Brayton and I have agreed to do one extra episode of the pitch for every $250 we make. So we're bringing back the pitch. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. This is the first time hearing about this. Yeah, it is. Uh, we just determined it on, on text before we started recording. Nice. So for every $250 we raise, um, one new episode of the pitch. Last year, we made about $2,000 and some change. Mm-hmm. So that would be eight new pitches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the pitch is coming back for a brief time for charity. <laughs> um, but that may be what we do instead of shaving each other because neither of us wants to shave each other's pubic hair. And it's hard <laughs> to go up from face. We don't want to shave each other's heads either because that's, yeah, that's too you know, much. complicated. <laughs> so uh, I think this is what we're doing instead of shaving each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's great. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. The pitch pitch season two pitch uploaded. It's coming, <laughs> coming soon. But yeah, so um, it's, a, it's a super great cause. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I can't think of any other stuff. This has been a longer episode. You can check out the uh, uh, the, the things you can do to help us out at the uh, the website. Um, check out the other shows. Um, but uh, most of all, don't trust anybody because they could be watching start making shodan a non-specific now <laughs> yeah. like them like dracula's shodans and frankenstein oh yeah oh, cool <laughs> dracula's show actually it's shodan's monster well that's oh, what you are in yeah. this <laughs> exactly actually it's the person the pet aunt who points it out is shodan's monster. <laughs> <laughs>